Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and then you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and this is the comedy variety talk show where I talk to friends, comedians, and various guests, usually while drinking. We are here for episode 149. I am one away from 150, which is a big milestone, I think, anyway. 150 is a big, nice, round number. Almost three years of podcasting. Absolutely insane. As you guys know, uh, Intoxicated is celebrating its three-year anniversary at the end of February. I launched Intoxicated on February 24th, 2016. And hopefully you've seen already on social media, I am doing a live show. Finally, finally getting up on a stage and going to celebrate three years of Intoxicated. I'm also making this live show kind of like my birthday celebration as well. End of February and early March is always kind of like a big time of year for me. So I'm going all out this year. It's going to be tons of fun. So Intoxicated Live Show, February 28th at Snigly Wiggly's downtown Halifax. And guys, I'm starting to flesh out the details. I'm starting to flesh out the details of this show. Tickets are going on sale tomorrow. So when this comes out on Friday, they will be on sale on February 1st. That gives you almost a solid month to get tickets. Uh, I'm so excited for this. I'm so insanely nervous as well. This is totally new for me. I don't know what I'm doing. I know that's a shocker. Um, you know, after two live stream marathons of being stressed out, not knowing what I was doing, um, you'd think I'd learn by now not to take on too much. But uh, I'm truly excited for this live show. It's going to be tons of fun. Um, I'm going to throw out some names to you guys. I, I have kind of confirmed some people to do sets. And these are names you're going to recognize. So you are going to see Travis Lindsay, Andrew Vaughn, and Catherine Robertson. 
These are three pillars of the Halifax comedy scene. These are comics that have been doing it for a long time. So you are getting pro comics at my live show. These guys are top tier. They are good friends of the podcast. They always help me out and they've done so much for Intoxicated. So it's going to be so cool to have them at the live show. There's going to be a lot of really fun segments during the live show. I'm starting to flesh those out now and pare my ideas down a bit. I'm going to try to keep it simple. I'm going to try to keep it simple, stupid, but it's going to be tons of fun. And I hope you guys pick up your tickets and let me know that you can make it because if no one comes, I might just quit this podcast. Eh, actually, probably not. I mean, I haven't quit yet. And I've, trust me, wanted to quit many, many times. But I love this thing. And I love you guys. So thank you so much for listening to Intoxicated and supporting the show. Please come party with me. Come say hi. It's going to be so much fun. This week's episode, you guys, oh my gosh. This week's guest is Brian Otter. What a gem of a human being. What a nice guy. Funny guy. I had so much fun with Brian. Brian's actually somebody who reached out in the early days of Intoxicated and has always been on my radar. He is currently in Moncton, New Brunswick. He is a Hell's Basement regular and a good friend of the Halifax comedy scene. Um, So finally, we got to meet and hang out. And he told some pretty crazy stories on this episode. It is a good one, you guys. Get a drink and a snack and buckle in for this one. We were also joined by Kyle Barnett, another guest co-host. I'm loving doing this guest co-host thing. It's a lot of fun. So big thanks to Kyle for popping on the podcast. So please follow Brian Otter on Instagram. He is definitely not Otter on Instagram. I'll link below to that. And you can follow Kyle at Kyle Barnett, Comedy Dum Dum. And check out his podcast. Kyle and Brandon are podcast. You've probably heard the hilarious ad at the top of the show, which is like the best ad ever. Check that out. It's another great comedy podcast. They interview comedians in the scene. So freaking subscribe to that. And make sure you give Intoxicated a follow on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. You can check out Patreon, patreon.com backslash intoxicated. And guys, I forgot to mention, but we are coming up on 150. And for episode 150, I have decided to make you guys the host of the episode. So I wanted to do something special for 150. And I didn't want to go too crazy because like I've said, I'm prepping for this live show, which is going to be the big celebration. Three years is close to 150. So it's just not, it's just a little too close for me to do something really big for 150. But what I thought I could do is take questions from you guys and allow you guys to kind of collaborate with me on this episode. So there's a couple things you can do here. You can actually send me a video recording of you asking me a question. What I would suggest is upload that to Google Drive. Send me the Google Drive link to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. You could also just send your written questions to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And something really cool, I now have it set up that you can actually send me an audio recording, like a voicemail. And that is on the Intoxicated website, intoxicated.com backslash voicemail. And I'll leave links below to this. I encourage you guys to send in your questions, your feedback, your comments. You can roast me, toast me, do whatever you want. I want to hear from y'all. And uh, I think it'd be fun to sit down and answer some questions. And I might have a friend sit down with me to answer the questions. So please send in your questions for episode 150. Also subscribe on YouTube and you can stay tuned for video 
versions of episodes on there as well. And honestly, just spread the word. Tell a friend, share that you're listening. Let me know if you're listening, what you think of the podcast. You know, almost even three years in, I'm still just like, who's listening to this fucking thing? You know, like it's it it, it does constantly feel like you're just kind of throwing things out there and you're not really sure where it goes. So I would love to hear from you guys. Let me know what you think. That's about it, you guys. Enjoy this episode with Brian Otter and guest co-host Kyle Burnett. I was looking up wedding dresses on Wish here. Nice. Going on there? Well, I, I was thinking I could wear one at the live show just oh, to really okay. showcase how much of a train wreck I am. That's fair. Like I'm marrying my own podcast because no man will ever love me. What if you were to tie-dye the dress? Tie-dye it? Yeah, just be like, this is who I am, this is the real me, because white symbolizes being like virginity, being prudish. You're a podcast about oh, right. getting drunk and telling yeah. everybody all of your secrets and... Or, like could black, other comments, or it right? could be a black wedding dress. You just, yeah, you look like a spooky bitch. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> am a spooky bitch. And then it's that buy yourself a black wedding dress. That would look sweet. You should uh, Google it. Is that sort of thing? I am. Let's do see. black wedding dresses. Oh, so I got this. Burn. Black wedding, wedding. dresses. Because you can buy anything on Wish. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> can we try to buy a Kyle? <laughs> buy a me? Yeah, I'm going to see if you're on Wish. <laughs> Uh, Type in Kyle. <clears throat> Kyle Barnett. Is that how you hit the end of your name? That is... Uh, no, that, 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 that looks so feminine. That's a very French... No, one N, <laughs> one D. <laughs> Man, we're real good friends. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I don't up. exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you try the black I mean, market, yeah. <laughs> it's a really different story. I'm Can a, you imagine going to the dark web? That's and see selling for sale? How much do you think it would be? For you? Yeah. At least a dozen dollars. A dozen. Twelve. <laughs> Dozens Twelve. of dollars? I don't know, dude. Twelve. I would be really uh, a, a case of Pabst Blue Ribbon. I would be very cheap. Oh my god, that's the bell. There's the bell! Didn't know what it sounded like. I heard it a bunch. Yeah, it sounds like a bell, so... Yeah, but I started. The I don't know trend. what kind of bell. This is like a hotel bell. It's fucking sick. And then other podcasts picked it up, but I started it. That's so sweet. So I want to make that known. Before before we, we, we start getting mm-hmm. into anything, I just kinda wanna say that you are fucking awesome. Oh, I've been watching I've been watching your podcast a whole bunch and the whole it looks like it's done by a production team and you're doing this in your apartment and it's super cool. I, I don't think, think you're getting what? the traction that you should be getting. I don't know what the fuck, but it's gonna for sure blow up. There's some traction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it, no, it's good. It's like it's picking up and stuff, but I think you should already be huge just with the production oh, that everything is in here already. Like it's super cool. Thanks, man. That's yeah. really I really pre- and also like you were one of the earlier people that reached out to me. Yeah. Brendan when I Michael first started, you were one of the earlier people who saw that it was a comedy podcast and yeah. was like hey i'd love to come on and like literally you were always on my radar that's cool always but you know like then i just got caught up with like interviewing halifax comedians and I stuff and, but like i'm so glad you're finally here this has been I'm a journey very, to get I'm to very here very excited to be here this, this is, is always awesome. on my radar <laughs> <laughs> so because i'm a whale <laughs> and you traveled to get here yeah i braved like the elements i braved 13, the elements 14 hours i'd say Felt like it. It took me three. How long's the drive from to Monk, Moncton? On a like nice day, it's like two hours and fifteen minutes. Today, it took me closer to three hours. Okay, because there are a bunch of of transport trucks, hydroplaning all over the place. Oh shit! Yeah, Did you hear that Kobe fun. Bryant died? He just I told just, me. I just told him I in the most messed up way possible. Did you? What yeah. did you how'd you tell him? <laughs> what did I say? For real? 
Yeah. We okay. can cut it if you want. I, I don't no, remember no, what I'm fuck saying. it. I mean, I don't know of any basketball. Kyle was like, because we are always trying to like mess with each other um, mm-hmm. off mic. Yeah. Uh, and you're just like, I think I wrote a really awful joke. I didn't. It's not an awful joke. <laughs> and I was like, was and I was like, okay. And he goes, before I tell you the joke, you have to know this. Kobe Bryant died. And I was like, is this the joke? And he's like, no, that's for real. But and I was like, don't even give me time to process. And then how did the joke go? Oh, um, Kobe Bryant died doing what he loved, uh, playing basketball in a helicopter. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Tyler Morrison had a good one. Uh, he, he said something like, I had a helicopter Kobe Bryant joke, but I didn't think it would land. Ooh. And I thought that was pretty good. That's introspective. I don't, uh, I don't get someone's so famous and rich. Like, I don't really always like. I, but I'm also not a sports fan, so this one doesn't really bug me too much. It boggles my brain that he's like a professional athlete, supposed to be in peak shape, and passed away while Travis yeah. Barker, which is a drummer that does drugs, survived a plane crash. Yeah, that's actually very true. Kobe should have had a I better chance. If helicopter crashes are worse than planes, maybe. Like, I, I wonder what goes into that. Oh, jeez. I mean, I, think I, I either, feel like I your survival rate bad. of both is very slim. That's the dream. <laughs> to survive a plane crash? Uh, to not survive if you're in one, to be completely right. Yeah, no, I know. I'm going to Florida. Did you know his daughter was with him, though? Fuck. Really? His daughter was with him. 13 years old. That's why you shouldn't have kids, man. I read that he takes a lot of helicopters to games. or like. Yeah. To, I'm like, well, you know, you, you could probably drive. That's maybe. Mother Nature being like, should have gotten a car. I'd be curious as to what happened, like why it crashed. I'd be curious to find that out. <laughs> the pilot was trying to take selfies. Can't believe Kobe <laughs> Bryant's in my cab. <laughs> in his that, cab. I don't know. Well, that's what the <laughs> cockpit of a helicopter is. It's a cab. <laughs> Read a book. <laughs> Helicopters scare me. They yeah. scare me. I mean, planes scare me, but helicopters, I think, scare me a bit more because they feel more. Um. They feel more rickety. That's the word I would use. They need way more maintenance. What are you scared of, Brian? Me? Yeah. Everything. Clowns, specifically, is my oh, main one. Yeah. Let's, well, let's open this fucking episode. I can't wait. You guys, welcome to I should to not the, have said this. Welcome to the Intoxicated oh, Podcast. I, oh, I knew it already. We're here with Brian Otter. Hi, guys. Hello. Finally. <laughs> It's a pleasure to be here. This is rad. Finally, Brian. And we have a co-host again. That means I'm not Mr. interesting. Mr. Kyle Barnett is here. Hi. Being my co-host. Hello. At the end, there's going to be a competition for best co-host. Nicest Josie. Oh, it's so great. It's Does so the best great. co-host You're already Christ? doing better than Chris. That's, uh, that's not hard, though. Uh, <laughs> I mean, duh. Look at that beard. <laughs> hey, I believe it's your beard. Yeah. Chris Brian, got me beat on that. Thank you so much. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so you travel down from New Brunswick. You are from Moncton. Yeah, that's where I'm I'm situated right now. I'm originally from there, but I spent the last 10 years not there. So I've been there for a year again. So it's real weird. Oh, holy shit. Mm. You've had a life, from what I can deduce based on the bullet points that you've given me so far. It's been... been, an experience. Every time, every time weird shit happens, I kind of just pack up and go into a new city. Oh. So that's kind of like my favorite thing. Just like, yeah, everything here is a, is a lot. <laughs> and yeah. Take off. And take off. How many places have you lived? Different cities, like eight. Whoa, that's quite a bit. Yeah. And and yeah. weird how each one you had a wife that mysteriously died. We're on the air right now. <laughs> 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 and a different identity. 
Like that guy. I'm from glad we're not live because I'd be ruined. Today's Brian Otter. <laughs> Tomorrow he's Steve Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to give away your next identity. Well, that's what I want to bring. Okay, Otter is your last name. Is your real last name, Otter? No, it's not my real last name. No, it kind of stuck. It was a nick. I I lived in a frat house my first year university, and I was living in a house with ninety eight other dudes. And uh, super originally, they decided that they were going to to base it off of the movie Animal House. So over the last, like, it's been open for 85 years, and everybody always gets a frosh name, which is the name that you're initiated into the family, and that's everybody, what yeah. they keep calling you. Uh-huh. Um, so everybody got nicknames, and then I got the nickname Otter, and uh, it stuck like the plague. So really? after, yeah, I kept introducing myself as Brian to everyone, and then like three years later, I was still introducing myself as Brian, and then somebody would show up and be like, hey, Otter, and they're like, oh, you're Otter, and I'm like, Okay, so it just became easier to introduce myself as Otter because I lived in Fredericton for such a long time and it's not a big place, so everybody addressed me as Otter. So if somebody knew of me, they'd know me as that. Mm-hmm. So it just became easier. Okay, that makes sense. Because I, whenever I saw it, I was like, "Is that his real last name?" No. Is there a reason why they chose Otter? Oh yeah. Um, fuck. It's. <laughs> have you seen the film Animal House? No. Okay, so the character Otter is uh, super self-involved, super egotistical, super uh, self-obsessed. <laughs> and I was not none of those things. I was a former fat kid and, like, didn't oh, believe really? in myself. Oh, yeah, I used to be 350 pounds. Oh, shit! Um, so I, like, Holy I was fuck. double this. And uh, to try to make people not realize that I hated myself, I straightened my hair and put on eyeliner and paint my nails. So it would take me forever to get ready before we did anything. So because it took me a long time, they were like, oh, he must love himself. To the opposite, but then the name order stuck. Whoa, three hundred and fifty. Yep. Yep. I, I was very. Uh, I, I really liked uh, McDoubles and soda. <laughs> Those will get ya. That's all it I was. I chew though. They're my favorite thing in the world, but I can't have them anymore. You, I'm having an exception right now. You're just, just off to be on the, your podcast, off the fast food entirely. Unless I really have to. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like, if you're like on the road, I'll I'll stop and grab. Like, What's the situation? Besides on the road where you have to eat McDonald's. I was just going to say. Besides being held capped for play. Because um, <laughs> being held captive by Ron McDonald's. <laughs> that, stop! <laughs> Life or death. Sorry, grimace. <laughs> zombie, cut, cut, cut. zombie apocalypse situation. The only food nearby is like Burger King. You might. You might. I, I or are you scared Burger of King. Grimace? Grimace? Is it, yeah. Is it Grimace that you're afraid of? Who's Grimmett? Oh, is he the pimple-looking one? He's the pimple-looking <laughs> one. <laughs> purple. The purple one? Yeah, he doesn't really start... I, I wouldn't want to be around him. He doesn't look like a cool guy at all. No. So I don't want to deal with that. What about the Hamburglar? I'd fuck with the Hamburglar. You'd fuck the Hamburglar? No, f- yeah, maybe. Is, is he nice? Does he care about me? Does he like science? Science is my cat. S- science is your cat? Mm. Your cat's name is Science? Yeah. Yeah, I have a 12-year-old <gasps> orange cat named Science. I mean, that's a pretty badass name. Come here, science. Come here. It was, I got him in a house. Uh, I was living with three dudes, uh, and everybody was engineers. Um, So we got a cat out of a dumpster, and uh, we were like, why are we doing this? And then I was like, for science. And then it evolved into just being the name of the cat. So whenever we'd do anything dumb and anybody was like, what are you doing? He'd be like, for science. For science. And then it turned out to be for the cat. That's really weird for you because you were a a devout Catholic. Yeah. Still. Correct saying that? Don't worry. Don't worry that. You are devout yeah. Catholic. Devout. Super. I'm wearing the turtleneck under this. Sure, of course. Ooh. What's your favorite hymn? Ca- What's your- Ooh. 
Um, fuck. Oh, okay, I got caught in a lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know anything about Catholicism. I was in the the church choir. Were you really? As someone who was raised Catholic, and even at a young age, being like, "This is bullshit. I'm, I don't believe in this," but would still like go sing in the choir. Because it was fun. One of my favorite songs was this. <laughs> Song called Stand Up, Dry Your Eyes. It's an Easter song. It's like, Stand up, dry your eyes. Hey, the Lord is alive. Sing. What? <laughs> and I remember all of it. That's terrible. Just be like, Hey, uh, I know he died and you've been crying for four months, but you can chill. Stand up, dry your eyes. <laughs> I love that, actually. Mm-mm. Just kind of play that at my funeral. When I die, be like, It's cool. Stop crying. Go yeah, outside. Your funeral, I'm going to get, I'm going to hire Ronald McDonald to do the eulogy. <laughs> Okay, so you, and you're afraid of clowns. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle couldn't be making that I feel more like up. everyone is afraid of clowns. They should be. Any smart person would be uncomfortable in that situation. Mm. It makes no sense to like clowns. Hmm. Yeah. What situation have you ever been in other than a child? I, Not in I, a child, but as a child. I don't think I encountered a lot of clowns growing up. You're fucking lucky. Yeah. They're like the worst. Like, we didn't do, like, because when would you? Like, at a birthday party or something? Did people hire clowns for birthday parties? I never had a clown in my birthday No, we had one of, like, my best friend growing up, his mom was a clown on the side, but she didn't tell me that it was her, so she would just show up to our school all the time, and we'd be in the library, just, like, trying to read. Do you remember, like, that, those books, like, Mr. Happy and Mr. Mr. Glum, and, like, they're just shapes? Yeah. I'd just be trying to watch, read those things, and then she'd show up and, like, surprise you to give you a magic trick in the library, but it was always the worst. Shut up! That's terrifying. I wish you would have picked Chris Aleph. As a <laughs> oh, shot to the I'm heart. <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Oh, Ouch. I love you. Maybe I'll just Photoshop Chris in on, uh, on Kyle. Kyle. That's probably for the best. That'd be so fun. <laughs> but do you like the South Park where you cut Chris in the mouth yes. so that every time Kyle talks, the Chris, the Chris face just goes? That would be terrifying. That's You'd cute. make an adorable Chris. <laughs> um, uh, Chris actually did a, on. I don't know if you listened, but on Albert's episode, he did an impression of you. I didn't hear it. Okay, do you, well... I refuse to... You have a one-up. Can you do a Chris Halef impression? <laughs> oh, wait, give me a sec. Ding, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> ding! That's the first bell! First I'm trying to think of one of his bits, but they're all so forgetful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're forgettable. Yeah. Doesn't he have one about kissing his son in the dick? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Chris. You're joking. Uh, let's hang out. He has, a, he has a cadence about him. Oh, yeah. He, he look, especially yesterday, he showed up to Hell's basement, with started a, off with his set. He, he did amazing last night in Hell's, um, but started off talking about how when he looks in the mirror, he doesn't like himself. Yeah. So he feels, um, he feels pressure when he goes out into public, but he told a group of people this while dressed like one of the Columbine kids, like his cool shooter. And I was just like, well, change your outfit and maybe people won't think you're dangerous. Jesus Christ. Cargo pants, black denim vest. Might as well have had a Marilyn Mansion shirt on. Jesus. I love him. Oh, Chris. What a guy. <laughs> I'm not going to impression him because I don't want to give this to him as uh, fodder later. What does that mean? I don't even ammo. Yeah, fodder. fodder is what they used to put in cannons on pirate ships. Oh, to shoot. I'm learning yeah, things. Yeah, cannon fodder. That is Did a... you learn that from Age of Empire? <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> is, that one those, game. is that one of those phone game. ones? No! It's like Windows 95. It's like old <gasps> how, school... How old are you? Uh, 35. 
No, I'm 29. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're you're in the realm. I'm th- I'm turning 33. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. I thought you were like mid 20s. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's the looks. Um, Kyle's 80. I came up with this earlier, but Kyle's 80 and he wears young person makeup. You know those videos where like athletes dress up like old people and go lift weights in the park? Yeah. Kyle's doing that. He's just like an old guy dressed like a baby yeah. bird trying to pick up chicks. Do people? Ever- I don't know. Those are on Pornhub. You watch those on Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, subscribe. <laughs> do people ever ask you like what age do you feel? Like, like do you feel your age or, or are you like? Mm, I oh, I like know. I was I feel born in the wrong generation. Or older than I am, kind of thing. What do you? Hmm. I feel younger than I. Than I have arthritic I knees, if that's what you mean. So you feel older? <laughs> I guess. Ooh, that's but already. I also in don't pay my taxes, so I could be a seventeen-year-old. Who oh, knows? No, you gotta do I'm that. All over the place. The man will catch I'm up to you. Place. Yeah, me too. Don't worry. Fair. I'm just yeah. gonna change my phone number. We'll be good. Oh, going back <laughs> to the changing identities thing. Kyle, stop outing me, dude. <laughs> I didn't say no. your name. I haven't committed any crimes. I promise. There's an there's an app apparently. I just heard about this called instant checkmate instant and it's literally you can put anyone's name in and get like background information on them (laughs) this is an app or a website i think it's a website i think it's instant checkmate because i googled it because someone was is that not terrifying where where do they get this information they buy it from your phone provider i don't know i guess it's like background check so like if if you have done anything it would show up in there Oh, oh God, cool. God! Oh, I'm so I want to I want to know, but I also don't want to know at all. If it's like a criminal thing, that's cool. Yeah, but I don't want it to be like, hey, it takes thirty minutes to text back, and one's had syphilis. Can you? I got fucking weird. I'm actually like extremely curious. As, I love this setup. We're gonna to find out what crimes we've committed by accident. Because I think it's oops, accidental ding, accidental ding. Oh, Twice. Another- <laughs> <laughs> the keyboard is on fire. <laughs> I'm I'm curious because I think it is. Free instant checkmate, and it's like psycho psycho chicks use it to look up like they're like if if you're going on a date with someone you can like pre-screen them. So I don't know uh, if I call these chicks psycho though. That's like the most safe thing you can do. Yeah. I would agree. Which is pretty cool. Being like, hey, who is this guy? And then it's like, hey, he's he kills cats, and you're like, mm, okay. not gonna do this. Let's let's. Let's oh, look. also watch. Don't fuck with cats if you haven't yet. I I refuse. I can't. Why? Because I hear that there's like they show things in that animal yeah, abuse. A guy getting brought to justice. True. <laughs> there's an awful dude. Luca Magnata? Magnodia? Is that Magna- I think I it's Magnata. Yeah. I was on edibles when I watched it. So. Yeah. I don't remember any names or details. Now, he was in Belize at one point. That's all I know. Oh, is it only in the states? Oh, thank God. Oh, it's only. But maybe in the we could maybe we could change countries somehow. You uh-huh. could write New Brunswick, New Jersey. Well, let's just see if there's any Kyle Burnett's in North Carolina. Yeah, I will I laugh. That. What do you identify as, Kyle? Mm. Oh, for those of you who can't see, are you capturing the screen as well? No, uh, not they won't currently. Be able to see it, okay. But for those of you who can't see, uh, it asks it asks for Kyle's name mm-hmm. and then his gender, and now it's scrolling through a rolodex of faces in hopes to find out that Kyle is not a pervert. Let's say that you did live in Indianapolis. I don't want to know. Sure. What this Kyle Because I I look I I looked up Kyle Barnett on Facebook and stuff or whatever. Um, oh, this is crazy! Look, it's like saying like, are they related? This is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And what they is, have one of these for Canada. I think it's called Watchdog. Watchdog. No, that's just where you go find perverts. <laughs> it tells you where your, the perverts are in your neighborhood. 
It's like asking questions to narrow down the results, which is insane. That's really cool. Thank you for your input. We will search for Kyle Barnett immediately. In is North Kyle Kent. age 40 or older? Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. For sure. He's an old guy in a young virgin suit. <laughs> Say a young virgin suit? Sure. Look, like we're getting results. Do you suspect that Kyle Barnett has been charged with a felony? Probably. Of, of being what? I don't know. I don't Just know. Just be safe, yeah. Yeah, we don't. that's why we're checking. We don't know. If you were to commit a felony, which one would it be? Ooh, good Downloading question. movies? Like a nerd? <laughs> I still download. It's just easier. Sometimes, uh, yeah. sometimes it takes me hours to find like streaming sites. I'm like, this is taking so long. I should just torrent it. You should just get a Cody on um, Amazon. I heard they're about like, this. Yeah, they're like what sixty bucks. Okay. Um, what is da- downloading media is wrong. You should never do it. However, <laughs> if you really wanted to, they sell these devices online, and the way that it works is you input any movie that you want to watch or show. Kyle Abraham, but it. Banks and documents all of the sites that are streaming sites for it. So you click on a movie and then it brings you to all of your options, oh. Locker and all of those. And then you go through and then it plays it as if it's like a Netflix platform, but it just banks all of these streaming services for you. See, I don't like, see, I just don't like streaming because you have to click through so many to find one that works. Yeah, this does it for you, essentially. Does it? Yeah. yeah, so this is a device specifically, so you type the thing, it checks all of them, the ones that don't work get booted, and then the ones that work stay there. Oh, that is pretty bitchin'. Yeah, it's really cool. However, they get scrambled all the time because they're illegal. Yeah? Yeah, and then you have to YouTube, like, some dude how to, how to fix it, and then they teach you how to do it in 30 minutes, but what it's dude? pretty good. I don't know, there's probably some. Do you have to pay for the reports? I feel like you have to pay for these. Uh, the worst it's going to do is ask us for a credit card and use Kyle. Contains a lot of information. Uh oh, Kyle A. Barnett. But by the way, what's it's, your middle name? Uh, Jonathan. What's your middle name? Louise. Oh, cool. I, also, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Ronald. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, for those of you listening, you could almost hear that eye roll. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, we're not going to go through all of this, but it, it's cool fact, that it exists. The fact is, is that it exists, and if it, it scares me, if you want to put, I mean, as long as you don't do anything wrong, like as long as you're you're a good person, yeah, but you'll who's be fine. To say what's wrong and what's not. Yeah, well, is all this... him not paying his taxes wrong. I'm working on it. I've I've, I've been on the phone. There's a guy who called oh, me. They're like, this is the CRA. Give me your SIN number. Give him my SIN number. He's going to send me my shit. There you go. Don't give him your SIN number. I give that shit away too easily. Like when they call you, like prank call them, they're like, you're in trouble. You will be arrested tomorrow. I shouldn't do an accident. Well, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already have one. <laughs> Are you French? Uh, Spanish. <laughs> no, I'm French. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you speak it fluently? Yeah, it's my first language. It's my oh. mother tongue, yeah. So I went to school in French uh, my entire childhood, and then I grew up in, like, a weird home where my mom speaks French and my dad speaks English, so my mom will speak to my dad in French. My dad will reply in English. Uh, so growing oh, up, me okay. and my brother cool. just grew up with both. Yeah, so I, I talked to my dad in English, and I talked to my mom in French. Mm. You speak three languages, don't you? Me? You speak uh, English, French, and a uh, bunch of baloney. <laughs> So much bologna on this podcast, Jesus. which I love to eat, by the way. Fried bologna. Mm. Oh, man. Um, so I hadn't had it in like 10 years, and then my roommate brought home like a whole log, and like a Yule log of bologna. A Yule log! I got super excited. I haven't had a piece yet, but... Fried bologna, oh. that's what I call you when you're laying on the sun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
All the roasting that is happening. Yeah, roasted bologna over here. That's insane. Oh man, keep up, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> you, want to, you want me to come back at you? Oh, oh we're on ourchat.com. Our chat. <laughs> oh, what is our chat? This is like, like a the, chat roulette thing. So when I stream, um, fuck, so many updates all the time. Uh, it it I stream to Twitch and YouTube at the same time, and it 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 uh molds the two chats together. Oh, okay. So it's like Streamlabs. Exactly. You got it's like it. Like a different option. Yeah. Do, do you stream? I set it up. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I haven't had the time yet, um, but I really want to. It's something I wanted to do for like a year because I play a lot of video games and it's just like a waste of time unless you do something with it. So I you feel totally like if should. I can just if I can just talk to people and oh, have a go. good time at the yeah. same time, that'd be really fun. Let's see. However, I'm super peculiar with the overlays, and I still haven't figured out how that works when you're Twitch streaming. Oh um, yeah, I can give you. I love making my own. That's what I want to do. I, I have my tablet, my and I have like a bunch of like. Nice. Instead of new subscriber, that sounds shitty. I want to be like new friend, <laughs> new friend, new subscriber. Live recording with, and it's Brian with a Y, right? Uh, yeah. Did I get Otter it? And, Otter and Baby Bird. And oh, Otter and Baby Bird. We're it's like, like we're a like a kids book. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god, that would be so cute. Do you want to illustrate? Can you draw? Can you draw? Uh, I used to draw. So in junior high, high school, and even into college, I took I took drawing in college. That's cool. Um, and we had to draw live models, but they weren't naked. Knew it. Really? They weren't naked. Did you go to Christian school? No, but I went to X for a stand of X for one year. Is that a religious school? Um, it's sort of. That's the one where they give you like a wax ring, right? But it's not like like I mean like there's a chapel there and stuff, but it's not like forced on you or anything. In case you want to get married. Yeah. Yeah, right out of college. Get pregnant on Thursday. Well, get any, married on Friday. Yeah, anyone who, who goes there could could get married there. Like mm-hmm. in, the, in the chapel. I think actually... Does just, the school have a priest? Like a school I th- reverend? I think so. So I stayed in the residence at X that was haunted. Um, because a nun, I think, fucked a priest, got pregnant, and then killed herself. So which then, goes? Is it the kid or her? Her. Oh, fuck. That's less. And that story (laughs) went on a spire. A little show called Three's Company. (laughs) Oh, my God. Our priest? Is is whatever St. Effects religion, whatever religion St. Effects is, is it Catholic? I I would say so. Catholic priests are allowed to be. Oh, okay. And Ignatius is quite. No, they're Scientologists mostly. Could you imagine? St. Effects? Is that Xavier? Do you guys have a Scientology here? Yes, uh, in Fairview. Really? Are you lying? No, no, no. Legitimately, last time I've heard, there was a a, a Scientology church or place, temple, temple, whatever. Have you gone? Yeah, no. Do you want to go tomorrow morning? No, not really. Not really. (laughs) Get some pamphlets. Cheers. Scientology's fucked. Seems like a lot of fun. No way around like it. it. Those like guys are real games. jerks. Is your dad a judge? He is. Cool. I thought I didn't judge, know. If, judge Judy. Her dad's Judge Judy. Judge O'Brown. Um, he's a retired Supreme Court judge. Really cool. Yeah. You mentioned it in a podcast, but you mentioned it so nonchalantly that I was like, "Is that like a turn of phrase?" Like, I'm just a judge's daughter, and I was like, "I've never heard that before." <laughs> and for some reason, it stuck in my brain. I was like, "I have to ask her that." Yeah. 
That's I mean, I, it, 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 grew up, it was quite strict growing up. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But, like, he's a cool, when, jolly guy. When you show he's... up and, like, you fucked up at school, would he be, like, sitting behind a desk? Just, like, Not really. I mean, they weren't really strict on me in terms of grades. I was just always, like, kind of just, I just stayed average my whole life. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like, That's what about you guys? Were you guys, like, good in school? Like, did you excel? Horrendous. Were you actually bad yeah, in school? Yeah, absolutely awful. Yeah. You didn't do good? No. I did. Mm. But I was a learning disability, so. Oh. Dyslexic? ADD? Colorblind. Just a learning disability. <laughs> colorblind. Colorblind? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, like, I, you're I in elementary, and they're like, name these three colors, and Kyle's like, gray, black. <laughs> that happened to me? Darker gray. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm colorblind, and then in kindergarten, we had to draw um, a Christmas card, and then my Christmas tree was apparently a blue instead of a green, and then I gave it to someone, and everybody started making fun of me, and then my mom told the teacher that I was colorblind, and then a couple weeks later, we were all playing the game of, what do you want to be when you grow up? And uh, I was like, I want to be an astronaut. And the kindergarten teacher was like, you can't be an astronaut, you're colorblind. And I was like, what the... And, and uh, shattered my dreams. Yeah. So it's, Talk about it's a blue Christmas. A lot of men are colorblind. <laughs> yeah. That's like s- extremely common. It's like 30% of men are colorblind. And of everyone that's colorblind, 90% of them are men. So if you take yeah. everyone with colorblind, only a small amount of them are women. And of the women that are colorblind, only a percentage of them can't see colors. Oh, right, because there's spectrums of it, right? Yeah, exactly. So they can still Mm -hmm. differentiate, but if they have a baby, that baby's going to be colorblind. So I assume that's what happened with us, because my dad's colorblind, both my brothers are. So, like, so so what's your spectrum of colorblindness? I'm pro-tan deficient. Okay, so what does that mean? So the way that your eyes work is there's three sets of rods and cones inside of your eyes, and so essentially you have a red cone, a blue cone, and a green cone. And then when you look at light, so let's say... We're looking at this lighter. Yeah. When the red light from the lighter hits your eye, it gets refracted by, can't remember the name of the whatever refracts the light, but it splits it up into whatever the components of red, blue, and green yeah. is going in your eyes. And then those cones grab it and goes, is this percent red, this percent green, this percent blue? And then it sends that information in your brain that calculates what the color should be. Because all the color is is like a speed of light, right? It's like a wavelength of light which changed the color. That's insane to think about. Yeah, so like, for example, if Kyle was wearing that, that a red t-shirt. That freaks me out a bit. Really? Freaks me, I don't know why that freaks me out. If you were to put a red t-shirt on Kyle and make him run really, really fast, you'd see him as blue. Because oh. that's just how color behaves. So, so what were the cones? Red, or L, N, and M, which is red, green, and blue. You know the thing, a kind of cone I'd like to have my Ice cream cone? And, uh, pine cone. <laughs> You're a baby bird, not a squirrel? Chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, That's crazy. So essentially, um, when you're pro-tan, um, the red cones accept green light, and when you're do-tan, the green cones accept red light. So when I look at something, the light gets def- refracted in my eyes, split up, and then let's say it's 50% red, 25% green, 25% blue, my eyes might go, it's 75% green, 25% blue, and then I'll see a different color than what it actually should be, because my brain doesn't calculate it properly. So it really messes me up when there's like colors close together because instead of separating them and being like, this is a block of color and that's a block of color, it all comes into my face and then just looks like one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, this curtain's red. Yeah. But if there was like a pattern on it, I couldn't tell. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you find it it hinders you in life? Not really. Unless I'm like coloring. (laughs) I'm I'm shit at color by (laughs) number. Oh, uh, I was sucked at light bright as well. Oh, God. I, was a, I was a brutal light brighter. Light yeah, bright. no one ever really got that, though, so don't feel too bad. Did you, you didn't like light bright? I no, I didn't, light I didn't bright. have light bright. 
You, oh, you grew up poor. <laughs> Sorry. Scott McLean, ha, get some better eyes, you dingus. <laughs> Me? I'm just really stoned, dude. Sorry. Learn how to spell. U is one more letter. Old can't see colors, right? Guy over here. Oh, right. Okay, he's referring to colorblind. Colorblindness. Get some oh, better eyes. Yeah, that's not something you develop when you're getting old. Weird. <laughs> I see. Uh, Scott's clearly not a doctor. I see. It's uh, 626, and uh, Scott's hammered as usual. <laughs> All caps Scott over here. You know Scott McLean, right? Oh, oh yeah, we had him. We yeah, had him on Thursday. I saw that I show. Scott. What was it? What was it? Picture. Try it was Telestration. Telestration. So it was a, it's a game that Scott invented. No, not invented. It's a, a, a game that Scott bought. And then uh, it's kind of like Pictionary meets Telephone. So you write a word down and then you pass it to me. And then I have to draw that word and then that. pass it to Kyle. And then Kyle has to guess I don't from my it. drawing what it was. And then it goes in a circle and then you, there's like a great reveal. I love that. Um, that makes end, me laugh so hard. It was a lot of fun. Uh, thir- it was like uh, the first ever doing of it, um, and it turned out really well. Everyone that was there had a great time. There was like 20-ish people, 20, 25 people there. Um, Scott, I'm watching Dennis the Menace with my kids. No, Kyle, Dennis so the yes, Menace. I'm shit-faced. <laughs> Just hammered watching his kids. Great. Dennis the Menace. Me. I've never seen Scott McLean wear a belt because they're always in their kids' room. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You beat your kids, Scott? I don't know. That's really cool, though. I like that he beats his kids. Oh no! (laughs) No, that he. uh... Okay. So it's gonna isolate that podcast host. Oh, I hope so. Supports child abuse. Um, Scott's children. Well, the idea for the show is cool. Like, a more... And that's kind of, like, what I want to do with the Intoxicate Live show. Like, I want to make it more interactive and fun. Like, more game show-like. Yeah, people really like the game show idea because they get to humiliate their friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, not everyone wants to play the game, but everybody wants to go because their friend might play, and then they get to laugh at their friend, which makes a lot of fun. So, like, on Telestrations, we did four rounds, so four strangers from the audience came and played with us. And they were all, like, the best sports out of everyone. Really? Um, Yeah, Harfouche can't draw with shit. He's frustrated. (laughs) uh, I can't either. You can't, like, in a minute? You couldn't draw, like, a I can If if I have a reference point, I can draw it, but I can't just draw from my... My mind. Beat their yeah. ass in Mario Party. Scott, you've already been on this podcast like three times. Leave us alone. I <laughs> know, I know. It's like we're, <laughs> we're streaming live and just going to ignore the comments. Well, that's a good idea. Um, what was I going to say? So, Brian, let's go back to the early days of you. Okay. So you were born. Bathurst. <laughs> you were born in Bathurst? I was created oh. in a slap. No, I was born in Bathurst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was born in Bathurst, um, and then it's kind of a shithole of a town, so my parents were like, we gotta get away from here. Yeah. And then we moved to Shidiac, which is just like outside of Moncton. Have you ever been I to Shidiac? I have been the giant lobster. Hmm. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I used to be the giant lobster. You used to be that? Yeah. I used to, so Shidiac has the lobster festival every year, uh, and when I was like 14 years old, and I was like, you're old enough to work. So then he got me a job at the festival, oh, um, but because I was a fat kid, I could fit in the adult's lobster costume. Oh, so it was like this giant paper mache head that weighed like 20 pounds, they put that on me, and then a red leotard, and I had these giant claws, and I was in like in parades, and had to go to schools and meet kids, and I was just the lobster. What was that so like? For two years. Did you enjoy that? 
No, it was the worst. There was no ventilation, so I was always perspiring, so I was always smelly. Kids would make fun of me for being smelly. Kids would, like, hit at me and stuff. That was a lot of fun. I don't know how yeah. people do that. It mm-hmm. must be so hot in there, unless you're totally naked, which is also weird. That's... Mm-hmm. I did that one time. And, did you? Seriously? I was in my underwear. No, nothing underneath, but I was wearing my underwear. And uh, that actually stemmed into my fear of public speaking. It uh, was because oh, of this lobster. Shit. So I was the lobster mascot, and we had to be. On, I had to be on a stage during a lobster eating competition, which is like everybody has five minutes to eat a lobster. But. The quickest person wins. And it's kind of just like, it's so weird because they never pick anyone who yeah. knows how to eat lobster. They'll like, <laughs> where are you from? And they're like, I don't know, I'm like mainland China. And they're like, okay, cool, come on up. And like they'll pick people they know that probably haven't eaten lobster just so the fat CGSA host can make fun of them. Um, so it's like borderline problematic. Anyway, um, they had this lobster eating competition, and it was during a storm day. So I'm dancing, and I see out of the corner of my face that lightning hit the stage. But I'm wearing a lightning rod on my head. It's like a paper mache lobster head. So I panicked, and I ripped off the leotard through the head and ripped off the leotard. And I was just in my underwear on a stage in front of like 3,000 people. Holy shit! So everybody started to laugh, and I was like, ah! And then I ran off stage and quit. <laughs> quit that job! Oh, my God. Ooh. And now That's you're it. terrified of public speaking? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, you're a comedian, which is funny. It's getting is better. Is it the same I thing? Yeah, well, I'm doing... If this kind of started as like, a, hey, fuck you, I'm going to beat that kind of thing. <gasps> oh, interesting. Like, face mm-hmm. your fears. Yeah, because I always wanted to do it, uh, but I was like, I can't do that. People don't want to look at me and see me, and then... Right. Realize that people laugh when they see me all the time, so fucking try it. Try it. So when did you start? When did you start comedy? comedy? Three yeah. years. Three years ago. Whoa. Yeah. Still Started here. New. Yeah, I'm still super new at this. I'm learning, which is fun. And yeah. and like, so you were were you were always a fan of comedy, and you were just like, I'm just gonna try it. Yeah, yeah. I always loved it. Like like is the only thing that my dad and I had in common growing up. We oh, just nice. liked comedy, and other than that, we had nothing in common. So we, who were your guys growing up? Like me and my dad, yeah, like um, John Panette, Andrew Dice Clay, and Ron White were like my dad's John three great. favorite. Yeah, John Panette's amazing. He was probably the reason why I was fat growing up. I was like, I want to be this guy. <laughs> yeah, nothing else. Yeah. So that was super fun. Um, so yeah, I grew up watching stand-up comedy with my dad and stuff. And like, he did it a couple times when he was a kid. Apparently, he only told me this recently. Um, that he did it for when he was all in police force. He would also do that on the side, and then. He was told that he couldn't do it anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, so he stopped to keep working. So oh, wow. Yeah, he waited for three years to be like, I'm happy that you do this. And I was like, why? He's like, I tried it and then didn't pursue it. And I was like, what the? F- okay. Got That's some cool. sort of gene there. I guess so. Interesting. My dad wears high-rise jeans. Yeah. That was a Kyle Barnett joke. Do you remember what your first show no, was like? No, it wasn't. My first one, terrible. Where, oh, it was where the worst was experience of my life at High Life. And I'm still, I'm still sorry, Frank Russo, for that. Yeah, he was like, you have five minutes. And I was like, okay. And then I went home, and I took two weeks. I booked two weeks in advance so that I could write out a five minutes and master it. And I'd walk around my apartment just narrating it to myself. And then I went up and panicked and did five minutes and two and a half minutes and went, okay, bye, and ran. And well, then, that's, I feel like, what I would do, too, if I, if I tried. Like, I would be, I would just want to get off as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. that's, it was you like know? that for, like, my first year. I was, like, always rapid fire everything. Better to do that than go long. And not Pull know. Pull a Chris Hallett. No, I'm just And not know when, not know when to stop. You know, like. 
That's 100%. Fran- uh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> oh we're talking <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> we're talking shit. That's interesting. And so it's- how long did it take for you to get, like, comfortable? I'm still not comfortable. Really? Oh, yeah, I have a panic attack every time. Kyle watched it yesterday. We had a panic attack in Unisons. Yes, we did. What? I wasn't yeah. even on the show. I had, he had a panic attack for me, which was, yeah. it was cool. Thank what you for mean? that. Um, oh, my, like, every time before a show, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. My arm gets numb. My, my heart rate starts to go. I'm always very sweaty on stage. Aww. And then yesterday before the show was going. So you know how, like, at Yuck Yucks, they play Blitzkrieg Bach before the show? Yeah. And yeah. In Hells, they always play Valerie and then Sexy Motherfucker. And then as soon as Valerie comes on, it induces a panic attack. Like, one time I was at the store and the song started, and I almost ran out. Holy like, to that shit. point. So uh, the song started, and I was like, I have to go for a cigarette, so I have it timed now that I can go out for a cigarette when the song starts, so I can come back 45 seconds before it starts, so I don't hear all of it. Yeah. And then, uh, so Kyle and I had a panic attack in unison, and it was beautiful. Did you help each other out? Yeah. Does it help, yeah. actually help having was, a friend to freak out with? I don't know. I'd, I'd say so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't think it helps the panic attack, but it's it's... Comforting to be distracted by something. You're like, not focused on your own shit because somebody else is dealing with it. So you're like, I'm going to try to talk you through it. And it makes you forget your own shit. I think yeah. that would be helpful in that way. Yeah. I but often I, wonder how, like, because when I get nervous, I feel like I don't want to talk to people. No, I get that. I feel like I just want to pace by myself. That was me uh, up until, like, last year. I, now I try to be more vocal about it and, like, tell people what's going on because right. I feel like once I start... Talking about it and acknowledging its existence, and I'm no longer suffering through that because, like, the panic attack is like me trying to convince myself that I am having a panic attack for no good reason. And yeah. so, once I'm like talking, I was like, okay, now I realize what's going on. I'm talking about it, I'm talking to somebody about it, and all of a sudden it slowly kind of goes away. Right. You use logic. Yeah. Yeah. You talk logically about the situation. Like, and, and it's weird, yeah. yeah. I get you know, in a way, that's kind of what you have to do. Just kind of be like, ah, it's nothing. But then your arms are going numb, and you can't lift to smoke a cigarette, and then you're like, I might be dying. I know it's, so. it's really hard. Anxiety is a fucking bitch. Yeah, there's solutions. I'm just weird and lazy. It's like you can take SSRI. Fucking, if you have anxiety, go get SSRIs. They're like the medication for anti-anxiety, and they're like dope now. But. You to, to be able to do that, you have to go talk to doctors and be a real person, and that scares me enough to not do Yeah. That. I tried to get antidepressants, and they were like, you're not quite depressed enough. And I was like, you should just maybe That's watch my Instagram up. stories. Really? I should just refer her to my Instagram stories and be like, take a closer look. What is sad enough? <laughs> what is what is well, the benchmark? I think suicide. <laughs> you have to want to kill yourself before yeah. they give you drugs? Yeah, I think so. I've deduced this. After talking to a bunch of people who are medicated, they're like, you gotta, you gotta almost, like, make it sound worse than it is to get medicated. It feels like that anyway. Or just send me in, I'll get you a done. A bunch <laughs> I got you. Is that a crime? I'm joking. It is interesting, though, because I've never been on medication for anything, like, other than, like, just, like, birth control or, like, talent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never been medicated regularly, so I have no idea, like, what it would be like to be medicated. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I was addicted to Benadryl as a kid, but that was like the most medicated. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because it sleep? freaked me out. And no, I was allergic to mosquitoes growing up. And then, so oh, anytime God. I get stung by mosquitoes, my mom would give me Benadryl. And by the time I was like seven, she's like, "You get stung, drink the Benadryl." So then I'd go outside, 
Um, my brothers would take my shirt off. I get stung by a bunch of mosquitoes, and oh then I come inside and try to soothe it by drinking Benadryl to the point where I passed out. And then eventually, my mom had to bring me to the doctor because Benadryl wasn't working anymore. And he's like, "Yeah, your son's an addict." Holy <laughs> shit! Your son's an addict. Yeah, it's weird. Allergic to mosquitoes? That would suck. Yeah, well, like everyone is. Is just my skin's like bitch skin, so it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, everything's cr- weird about. Allergic it, so to anything else or just mosquitoes? Uh, mosquitoes, but I also have something called dermographitis, where it's like my, it's like a, it's a skin thing, and um, it's not contagious or anything like that, it's, what happens is, you know, when you hurt yourself and it swells up, like yeah. the, the, the re- healing response of swelling is something that's contained to, if you need it, my body doesn't go, it needs to swell, so I could take like a key and carve in, uh, like Kyle, like super lightly, just like, yeah, and then it'll swell up and you'll see Kyle written on me, I'll do it later. Wow, nothing like, about yeah, and God, it just comes up your... for like ten minutes and then leaves again because my body's just like, oh, there's damage, swell. Nothing about your body makes sense. I mean, yeah, look I at this. Holy shit! You can't tell, but this is paper. I'm yeah. talking paper. I'm right incredibly now. dehydrated. That's paper. Paper. Your hair is made of straw. I didn't notice until now. Your hair is just straw. Are you even real? I don't know why Kyle's being so. This is part of the co-hosting gig. Is your co-host always going to be the mean one? I mean, I didn't think so. It's like so, good cop, bad cop. That's kind of, I think, what's been happening lately. Yeah. That's cool. I'll say a compliment and you just, re- you, you ream into him. Yeah. What a... Intoxicate becomes good cop, bad cop. The, yeah. The two-year reunion, just have a <laughs> robocop as your side piece. It'd be a good sort of robocop in that blue suit. Robocop. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I didn't want to reveal too much personal information about you. Oh, well, I, I want to get... Well, he said he's down to talk about anything. What's your dad do for a living in? Or what did he do? He oh, he's. Uh, I grew up with, like, a super military dad. Um, so he was in the military. He was a military police for, like, 15 years. And then after he did that, he um, was a sergeant of the RCMP for a while. And then after that, he became a private investigator. And then after that, he started working at uh, a maximum security prison as a hostage negotiator. Wow. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that Does goes that on in prisons. A lot? Yeah, daily. What? In prisons? People don't have anything to do. Uh, right? So you're like, what are we doing today? I'm tired of playing cards. You want to go kidnap Kyle? <laughs> Get some puddings or ramen or something? <laughs> Not much to do in the pen. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I would love to see inside a, pr- like a real prison. Do you want to? I mean, Come like, in New Brunswick. I want to, but like, I, I feel like I wouldn't go out of my way for it. <laughs> one of those that's, things that like... that's very fair. I could bring you on a, if you want to set it up, I could get you a guided tour of a prison. Are they cushy now? No. No? no it depends, I guess. Maybe. If you're in Norway, probably. Yeah. Uh, but not here. We really? We have like the same, hmm. same shit prisons. Interesting. They're really gross. Really gross. I had to go work there um, a couple months Do you months think back. I could do a tour? At the prison, and but the only stipulation is I get to, I get to slap one inmate with no repercussions. <laughs> I yeah, be like, I, get, I just like slap him a couple times in the face. Like, does it make me a bad person if I set it up but don't tell him that he's gonna slap him? So you just slap him and we'll see what happens. Not at all. That's great. That'd be fun. Yeah, maybe like the three stooges, you two convicts. <laughs> You'd be holding their pockets in minutes. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get out of the uh, the cell because they put me in the cell to do it. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready to get out of the cell. Cut to me realizing you've already left and I'm locked in the cell with these two guys. I'm like, hey, fellas, 
I was just kidding around. <laughs> Isn't that like the intro to like Lemony Snicket's waking up in a prison? I don't know. I don't watch movies. I'm joking. What what movie was it? Lemony Snicket's. I don't watch. I don't know that one. There's like 19 renditions, so I'm probably like statistically, I'm probably right about one of them. Right, right, right. Who knows? I don't mm. watch anything lately. Okay, question for you. Yes. You do this, and you've been doing this for a while. But do you do any public speaking, or does that freak you out? That's why I'm so scared about this live show. I I don't, and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Cool. I hate it. I am going to be so nervous, even if it's just hosting. I'm like being like, next up is da da da. Like I don't know. It's it's nerve wracking. I don't feel like I could do a live on stage interview like this on like live. No, I get you know, that. like why it's, not? It, it doesn't. It feels weird. Like even when you stream, like for like we're we're doing it live now. to Scott right now. Yeah, like he, you he fucked off though. He's see, no longer part of the chat. You don't see the audience. So would you it, do it with like colored shades? <laughs> Wait, what? Just do like two way oh. glasses oh, so yeah, you yeah. Not, you can't see them, but they can see your eyes. Maybe. I mean, I think it, I think it is like the seeing the crowd that freaks me out. Cool. Right. But to assume that I will have a crowd is also pretty cocky. Who knows? You market it good, like good, and people will show up. I, I, hope, that, I like, hope so. Yeah. Halifax is is cool um, for like the amount of scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like of the amount of shows and stuff. So it is a little bit harder to market shows in comparison to like other places where there might not be a lot of stuff. Like it's super right. easy to market a show in Moncton because there's nothing fucking else going on. There's like a mic a week. So you have like a monopoly kind of. Like, yeah, exactly. You, you, you have, have everyone who knows comedy and likes comedy can go, oh, this is a thing that's happening as opposed to here you have to. Like, even a lot of, some comics don't know where all of the rooms are all of the time, right? True. Yeah. And also, like, I've been, I, I, it was, like, one of your guys' shows, I think, that I was at, like, leading up to the start time, like, being like, where is everybody? And, like, those moments of panic oh, where yeah, it's like, yeah. is anyone going to show up? And people do end up showing up, and it ends up mm-hmm. being fine, um, because people are good at what they do and stuff, but it is nerve-wracking, the idea of, like, uh, where's the crowd? Like, that's nerve-wracking. I'm so used to that now. I imagine so. Oh, so, my God. So do you so work at Hell's? Or do you just regular... Yeah, it's like, a side, it's like a, a side gig. So the guy who owns Hell's um, is like a really good friend of mine. And yeah. then the bartender is my roommate. Um, so it kind of all happened by accident. Because I, when I left Halifax, I went and I moved to Vancouver for a while. And then once that became too much and I wanted to come home... Um, I was planning on moving back to Halifax, and then I landed in Moncton, and I had done one show at Hell's before I left for Vancouver. It was like a farewell show to um, Canada Maritimes. And then, so we did that, and then as soon as I came back, he was like, hey, there's a spot open, like, Friday, Saturday. Do you want to hop on those before you go back to Halifax? And I was like, sure. So then I did the weekend, and it went awesome, and I had a blast. And then the owner was like, hey, you should stick around Moncton and, like, help me with shit. And I was like, Okay. Um, and then, so I was crashing on couches and stuff. And then the bartender was like, I have a spare room in my house. Like, if you want to stay there, we've known, like we're, we've been friends for a while before that even. Um, and he was like, yeah, come live with me. So then I started living with him. It was planning on being like temporary and stuff, but things have just been going really, really cool. That's so like, yeah. amazing. So I do like nice. production management. So we do, um, he kind of, he's responsible of setting up like the comedy shows and stuff, like the booking and stuff like that, because I told him from the get go, I don't want to deal with money or anything like that. I want to know any of that shit. Right. Um, because I don't, I don't want to be in conflict with any comic if what, anything happens. I was yeah. like, I just want to be able to help this place, keep a cool crowd. And then when comics want to come perform to a crowd that wants to be there and have a 
like have a good time, it's going to yeah. be there. Right. So like that's kind of just so I do production management for them. So like I've done, um, we did two live Tinders in Hell's that I helped them do, and like we set up a whole set and we did like a bunch of planning for it. It was like so like the first live Tinder we did was super fun but very standard uh, where it was like we got this girl to swipe on a bunch of dudes we made them write tinder profiles and all of them were kind of silly so we had like six comics there so when dudes would give them the profile the comics would kind of like give them ideas for jokes and stuff like that i love that um so then everybody had like an interesting profile and then after she picked three dudes there was like a match game type stuff so she was blind not blindfolded but behind like a curtain and mm. then she asked some questions and then has to pick which one her favorite was based off of I like blind that. questioning yes 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 and then that one was super cool and then the last one was even crazier so we did that and then we had prizes at the end and we didn't tell anybody what the prize were and then we got a girl to swipe and then we did the whole game and stuff and then the prize was they got a free foot long sa- or a free 6 cent sandwich from subway which is upstairs so it's in the same building, and then we got them to go on a romantic date. And when they sh- went upstairs, they were followed by a camera that kept projecting what the camera was seeing downstairs so the audience oh, could still see what was going on. That's and, Yeah, so the camera followed them up the stairs and into the subway, and when the doors opened to the subway, there was a guy in there playing romantic music on a guitar, what and they had to order a song. Yeah, it was it was me and like uh, Evan Steves helped me with it. He's like one of my really good uh, comedy buddies back oh in New Brunswick, and then with the help of the bar as well. Well, just the production that like the detail that goes into planning a show like that. That's, that's why I really like it. That's it's insane. Been, like, it's been super super fun. That's why I think like you don't have much to worry about your live show. Like as uh-huh. long as you have a plan and you stick to that plan, it can yeah. go. Yeah, it can totally. Go and logically, you guys are all right. But I just get in my head. I get that. I totally get in my head and like I underestimate and I I don't, I don't believe in my ability to do it. That's fair. I I relate to that 100%. I'm the same way. I never believe in anything I'm about to do. And then after words of people are like, that was pretty good. I'm like, "Ah, oh my God. (laughs) I did it. You're like fangirl about it. And then you're like, all right, I guess it's all right. And then you hate yourself until the next time. And I think it's like, it's like the show planning, that aspect is like, if you at all like event coordination, it's such a cool thing mm-hmm. to do something like that and like see a crowd enjoy it. Yeah. That's what makes it rewarding. That's 100%, 100%. what it is. You Just know? like, I want to make them happy and I'll do whatever the fuck I have to do to make them happy. Like during, um, when we projected during the subway date, um, the bartender and I were outside having a cigarette while the cameraman was filming them. And oh then we God. realized that we were in shots. We started making out on the glass like aggressively. Ah! <laughs> so they're eating their sandwich and the crowd can just see like... They look over at us and they look at each other like, what the fuck? And it was like the first bonding moment because they were both grossed out together. That's, you were making it with your friend? Yeah. Said the bartender at Hell's. He's rad. It's great. Great kisser. Love Sam. Yeah. He's fun. Didn't think he was going to kiss me. And then I was like, do it for the bit. And he was like, all right. And then he dove in. Not a comedian, just works at a comedy club. So I've drilled into him to like, if you commit something, do it. I love that bar so much. Yeah, it's a fun place. I Hells? Love it. Hells is like uh, you definitely have to come check. What it out. you want in a comedy club, like 100. percent Like it feels like a New York comedy club. I feel super blessed to be able to be there and like help them produce everything. Because of it, I've been able to get up a lot more and like it's kind of the reason why. Like it's what I think is the reason why I'm getting better at all is specifically because of hell because not only am I forced to try to write jokes to make people laugh I'm now responsible to making sure that shows go well so it made me stop thinking about comedy as me having to get better fuck everybody else I just like to be better and flipped it into a 
if everybody does well, the crowd has a great time, they all come back, and then everybody gets better together. Yes. So it flipped my perspective on how I view competition in that way. Um, so that's like the thing that I took from it the most. And you realize the etiquette and the details that go into making a good show behind mm. the scenes. So I always like helping with that kind of stuff. If anybody's like, I'm planning on doing this. I'm like, well, this is what we've done before. Yeah. If you can take any from that. And you did. So before we met, you called me mm-hmm. and we talked about the live Tinder thing. Cause I want to incorporate something like that yeah. into my live when show. You me- when you messaged, you were like, I'm looking for ideas on the 150. I just texted you. And I was like, I was with my girlfriend. I was like, I'm just going to be out for, like, 30 minutes on a phone call real quick. She's like, what do you mean? So I text you immediately. I was like, yo, call me. I have ideas. Which I love, by and the then, way, because I love talking on the phone. Yeah, I, I love texting. it. We got to we gotta bring it back. Yeah. Friends talking on the phone. Phonograph. Do you remember when we used to do that? Like, as younger oh, yeah. kids, talk on the phone? Mm-hmm. Like, I would have, like, three-hour conversations sometimes. I was grounded all the time. It was all I could do. <laughs> I couldn't just leave talk that. On the phone? Yeah. yeah, just talk on the phone all day. It's so great. And then the internet showed up and then fucked it all up. And now all we do is text each other. Yeah, true. I was thinking about, like, the internet. The... And then yes. you couldn't talk on the phone because your brother was trying to download porn. Are you an only child? <laughs> no, I got two sisters. Oh, shit. Don't yeah. have that problem, though. <laughs> you have other birds that hatch at the same time as you, right? <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, I got an older brother. You have an older brother. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. Sparrow. Yeah, he's a sparrow. <laughs> no, I, I hear nothing but good things about Hell's Basement. Oh, that's good. That makes me happy to hear. No one has ever said a bad a bad thing. Except for me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's warm sometimes. That's all I can say. I'm yeah. a very sweaty guy. <laughs> no, it's fun. I really like it. And I'm super happy that the, the Halifax folk are starting to come down because I miss them all yeah. really Absolutely. bad. I'm doing a show down there on the 22nd yeah. of February. Come down so. to the Kyle Barnett show. It's not the Kyle Barnett show. It's Kyle Barnett and, and, and friends. Uh, Brandon Michaels, Jim Temple. And uh, Kirsten Finch. Oh, yeah. Kirsten Finch. Which is cool. I was scared that she wasn't going to be able to make it, and I'm glad she can. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I got to get up It's like an old show. Soon. I got to actually Please see it. Please do. Because I've only seen pictures. Man, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's like he did it. He made it like dark, and he made it like an old jazz lounge kind of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of what he went yeah. off of. Yeah, for so sure. So everything is black, red, and wood, like this old wood. Interesting. Um, so it's really cool. It's like that wood that you make ships out of, so you could just like keep putting nails in and stuff like that, so it's all like holy and rustic looking. It's really beautiful. There's yeah. pandas with assault rifles on one wall. Oh my god. <laughs> the wallpaper is just like stencils of pandas with assault rifles for some reason. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's, it's a fun place. I really I really like it. So you're happy you're doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, New okay. Brunswick comedy is rough in general, but you wrote in some key points about your life. Oh, yeah. And two things stick out to me. So what's this cult nonsense? Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where does this um, begin? When I left Halifax and I moved to Vancouver, uh, I met up with a buddy um, who was also in shows. So, like, this guy was, like, my third day there, probably. And we went to a comedy show, and afterwards we went out for, for bowls, for, like, tequila bowls or something like that. Tequila bowls. And um, it was me and, like, a bunch of comics that I didn't know. And then he was like, oh, I need to pee. And I was like, I'll join you. Just like to be ridiculous. And then he got up and left. And then I didn't follow him. And he came back and he yelled at me. And he was like, if you're going to say you're going to do something, you fucking commit. And I was like, okay. And he walked away and he turned around. He came back and he goes, you're still not listening. You're going to watch me pee. (laughs) Wait, and 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 as a joke? I didn't know at this time. And I was like, okay. So I went out and everybody at the table was laughing. I went in and, uh. We went into the bathroom and he was pissed and he was like, you don't actually have to watch me, but like, if you're going to 
tell people you're going to do something, do something. And I was like, okay, cool. That's that's sick. All right. And then from that day, like him and I became best friends. Okay. Like we did everything together. I was like, this guy's just trying to help me out. He's just being ridiculous about it. So we decided we wanted to go I feel to... like that's a red flag. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, First red flag. I have, yeah. I have, Folks at yeah. home, drink every time you hear a red flag. True. I'm sorry for the alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I have no, I'm a worst judge of character. But I love him. He's still one of my favorite human beings of all time. And I talk to him regularly. Um, he was like, we should go to Vancouver Island. And I'd never been. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And then we had to take a ferry. And, but we showed up and we had done mushrooms the day before. And we were kind of like hungover and stuff. So we just grabbed the ticket to hop onto a ferry and then we took it. And then after like three hours in the fair, we showed up to this place that wasn't Vancouver Island. And we were just like, what's going on? So we asked the people at the dock and they were like, oh, this is Salt Spring Island. Like Vancouver Island is like X number of what? kilometers that way. You just, you got on the wrong ferry. This and we're is like, a horror movie already. I was like, oh shit. Okay. And um, we'll just take the next ferry out. And they were like, oh, there's only one a day. So like you have to be here till tomorrow now. So what? So I look at my buddy and I'm he's the one who's like commit to anything. I was like looks like we're having a night on Salt Spring and he's like all right, let's make it the best. So we started walking around the pier just talking to people trying to figure out what to do, what was going on because we were stuck there now. And uh there was this young girl, she was like maybe 20 or whatever and she was sitting there just like reading and I showed up and I was like, "Hey, listen, we got here by accident. Uh, we have no idea what to do, so if you could bring us to, like, a hotel or a motel or anything like that. She's like, well, there's no motels or hotels on this island. And, but my grandma's coming to pick me up, and she'll bring you into town. And I was like, there's a town. Okay, Red, red flag cool. number two. <laughs> cool. I was like, all right, cool, there's a <laughs> Never town. Never hitch a ride with grandma. <laughs> we hitchhiked a ride with grandma. She was red. She showed up, not sketchy at all, that two dudes with backpacks were there. And she was like, yeah, hop into the cab. And we're like, okay. And so we hopped in, and then before dropping us off to town, she wanted to stop at a farm. So we showed up to this farm. There's weed growing everywhere. She buys cookies um, and a bunch of other vegetables and stuff. And she shows up and starts feeding us cookies. And we're like, okay, we can trust this lady. She's a sweetheart. And then, so she's telling us all about the island. And she's like, yeah, like, don't worry. You'll find a place to stay and you'll find food. Like, everybody here is very helpful. And you'll have a great time. And uh, we're like, has anybody, like, like... Does anybody ever get hurt here? Like, this sounds like paradise. She's like, no. Well, there was this one guy a couple years ago, but, like, that's it. And I was like, oh, this shit. This is literally okay. out of a movie. It was weird. Holy <laughs> shit. Then she dropped us off into town, which town was a walk-in clinic, a little, like, grocery store, a weed dispensary, and a cafe. That's all it was in a field. So we went to the weed dispensary, obviously. Of course. As you mm-hmm. do. And then... We're sitting there brainstorming. You're like, you can't buy a tent. And there's like, what do we do? And then there was another girl sitting there, um, and she was smoking weed by herself. And um, so I was like, hey, excuse me. And she turned around and was like, if you want to smoke with us instead of being by yourself, like, we're just trying to get to know what's what's going on around here. And if you want to join, she was like, yeah, absolutely. She came over and we rolled a joint. We started smoking. And uh, so we kind of told her our our quandaries and what was going on and, um, how we had gotten there and she was like well if you want i'm taking care of my friend's farm uh you can come stay with us for the night and i was like what kind of farm is it and she's like oh we raise like uh, llamas and a bunch of other animals and like we raise fruit or we grow fruit and vegetables and we sell it at the market and i was like oh that's sick so we showed up to that place that night and it was super nice because everybody who was at the farm was gone for that weekend so there was like three people there but everybody kind of like 
mind their own business. Yeah. And we slept in her barn, and me and my buddy, and it was a lot of fun. We just had a fire and like drank and talked and stuff, and it was super cool. Oh my god! And uh, it was like one of the greatest experiences of my life. Like she was super rad, taught me about a bunch of stuff that I would have never thought about before. Um, and then she was like, "Hey, like now that I know that you guys are cool, um, this is like a vegetable and animal farm." Um, but there's a community that we could go visit and stay at tomorrow. That's where I normally stay. Um, you can join us. And we're like, what do you mean community? And she's like, well, there's a bunch of people who live there, and we just work for the guy who owns the property so that we could stay there, and everybody kind of lives together. Here we go. And uh, Take a turn I'm a dum-dum. So Take a like, turn to crazy town now. So I said yes immediately. I was like, yeah, let's try it out. Let's check. Yeah. <laughs> What's one more day? And we wanted to check it out and then leave. And then... Showed up. Uh, it's this twin, twin, like windy road. There's this giant gate. When you open it up, it says Aloha, and you have to lift the gate and pull it out on a wheel. And Jesus then we walked up, and it was like three minute walk through the woods and trails that did this. And then we got to like this big house, and I hadn't had cell phone signal in like two days. And then as we showed up, there's this guy, and he walks out, and he's like cargo shorts and a shirt, uh, like a Hawaiian shirt, opened up, and he's like, "You guys made it." I was like, who's this guy? And she's like, oh, this is Greg. He owns the property. Okay, how does he know that we were coming? Oh <laughs> like, what is gosh. happening? Um, so then I started getting a little nervous. Um, and then he was like, okay, well, I'm going to give you guys a, a tour of the property. And we, he brought us around the back of the house. And there's this giant farm. And he's like, this is where the animals are. And next to it is where the gardens are. And there's just a bunch of people everywhere just like, hippies hanging out being free naked on trampolines hammocks Whoa. spinning fire just doing a bunch of weird stuff and uh, i was like this place is super cool and um he was essentially like so this is a a, a sex positive place so uh, if people come on to you and um, it's okay to not be into it uh, but don't be weird okay I was, like, I was like what does that mean what does that what mean? does that mean don't All be right. weird um, I was like, okay, that's that's cool. And then we like kept walking around. And then at one point, he's walking down a trail, and he just like puts his hand out, and his kid runs out of the bush- bushes and just like grabs his hand, and they start walking together. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this kid? And there's just a bunch of kids everywhere. So all these hippies are having kids with each other, and they're like communal oh, kids. Oh my god! And uh, it turned out awesome. Everybody like they cooked a supper that night, and we hung out with them, and it was sweet. And then there was like this this mini tea ceremony thing where we. Drank tea. Turns out it was a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> um, so then we tripped. Oh my god! That was cool. All I remember is like running through, a, running through a naked, running through a field naked that night, which was super. But cool. you didn't know you took mushrooms. You thought you were just drinking tea. They told us eventually, but not initially. Yeah, they was kind of oh just god. like a surprise. Oh my god! Yeah, which was super rad. That was, <laughs> that's always fun when somebody doesn't tell you that you're on drugs. That's fun. Uh, it's, it's, I've been dosed like a bunch of times. Weirdly enough, I, really, I trust people way too easy. Yeah, oh my it's god. awful. I've been dosed like. Half a dozen times at least. What the fuck? Um, I'll tri- whatever. Somebody's like, take a drink. I'll be like, I don't want to be rude. Right? <laughs> 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 That's just how it is. Um, so we got real stoned, like real fucked up. And then X number of days passed. I think it was like three. And um, we were sitting at a table. It was a morning. I hadn't slept in like two days. And at this time, were um, you working? Like, did you have things you had to get back to? And did you just. No. No, I just took some time off to... Wow! To do. Yeah, it was like... I was working in the film industry at that time, and uh, it was just, like, a lot. Like, you were working, like, 18-hour days 
for 14 days in a row and he was like, I was exhausted. So I was like, fuck it, I'm taking an indefinite amount of time to go check out Victoria Island. I was planning like a week kind oh, of stuff, okay. right? Like nothing like too crazy. So um, it's not like you unexpectedly stayed. You just kind of rolled with it. You were like, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not it's it. not as menacing as, as that was. Uh, however, I wasn't supposed to be there at all. And it's, right. now, it's now day four. And Ugh. so I'm just sitting there in the morning and uh, I'm talking to this guy and uh, we were just talking about this place. And I was like, how did you show up here? And he goes, well, I'm originally from Montreal. I used to be a lawyer. I came to Salt Spring Island so that I could take part in a Buddhist retreat. And But I showed up and it was closed. They just hadn't marketed it. And so they welcomed me here. I stayed here for a week, went back to Montreal, realized I hated being a lawyer. So I quit and moved here permanently. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's crazy, but awesome. How long have you been here? And he goes, oh, a couple of months. I was here uh, March 2016. And I was like, dog, that's three years. And he just giggled. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I guess. And I freaked. In that Bye. moment, I was like, I had like everything flashed in front of me. And I was like, we need to go immediately. So I ran into the bar and I grabbed my buddy. And I was like, we need to go right away. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, we got to go now. I'll explain on the way. So we were grabbing our bags, and as we were packing all the stuff, because we just had, like, a tent in a barn, he was like, what's happening? And, he, and I was just like, Jacques's been here for, like, three years, and he thinks it's been a month. And he's like, what's the big deal? I was like, we weren't supposed to be here. We've been here for four days. What is and time? Like, yeah, exactly. We had no idea what was time going on exist anymore. Here. <laughs> so we were like, holy shit. So we started packing our bags, and we were, like, in panic mode at this point. And we had no idea what time of day it was, and we knew the ferry came, like, right before sun came down. So we were like, we could get there, I guess. So we packed our bag, and we started sprinting down the driveway. And as we're leaving the barn, the guy who owns the house walked out in the front door, still wearing, like, Hawaiian shirt, cargo shirts, and was like, see you guys, you're welcome back anytime. And we just peaced. We just ran away. And then we made it. We stayed there for like an oh hour at the God. pier. Ferry showed up and we took off. And when we were taking off, we like we, we realized we we're like, all of these people that we talked to were brought here because they were do, doing other projects that all happened to be closed. But they never corrected it. So everybody was like, I came here for a yoga retreat. I came here for a Buddhist retreat. I came here to learn uh, Reiki. I and then that never happened. So this dude's just in his house putting out articles being like, come to this. These are these pictures of these people. And then they show up and then he sends out his pretty hippie children to go out and his be like, hey, calls. come hang up. Yeah, yeah, it was. Did you get laid there? Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> It was it was weird. That's part of. Um, I was running through a field and I slept with a, a furry bear. It was essentially what it was. It was lovely. You just like slept naked. You just slept naked in fields for nights. It was really warm all the time. It was cool. Yeah, Whoa. but everybody everybody was sleeping everywhere. I may have a kid. Who knows? <laughs> I hope not. Holy shit. That's madness. Yeah. So we ran back, uh, hopped onto the ferry, went back to Vancouver, and. That was almost the time where I was like, I should go back to New Brunswick. Things are getting weird. Things that... How do you go back to normal life after experiencing that? That's... Oh, I don't know. It fucked me up for a little bit. Um, it was it was super weird because I went right from that yeah. back into Vancouver. So it was like bus... Like, we were, we were staying with a buddy at the time who was like on East Hastings, which is, like, the hood of Vancouver. Yeah. So you'd have to, like, walk through, like, Aladdin-style <laughs> markets where people are trying to sell one shoe. Yeah. And, like, you're just walking around. And one I was shoe. like, I was one just... Shoe. one. Yeah, just be like, you need this tennis shoe? You're like, where's the other one? Nah. Um, that's kind of, like, 
how it feels the entire time. And I was like, I was just at a place where like people were like cuddling chickens and eating their eggs, and now I'm dealing with this stuff. And uh, I didn't really know how to tell people because you can't just be like, hey, what have you been up to the last week? Oh, I had this come up at work. What about you? I joined a cult. <laughs> like yeah. people who weren't down for but that. But there was at no all. name for those cults, right? Like they didn't call themselves anything, did they? No, I don't believe so. But it was clearly the, the 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 name of the property was Aloha. Is what that's such what they refer to it as like if you go to Salt Spring you can ask for Aloha. And as we were leaving, if we were running on the road to try to get back to the ferry place and this guy stopped to pick us up, he was just in a pickup truck and he was like, What are you guys doing? We're like, We're trying to get to the dock and we're like, Why are you guys running? And we're like, We were just at Aloha and we just realized we're running late and he was like, You were at Aloha? So yeah, I was like hopping. So we hop into it and he just took off wow. and he brought us back to the dock. So like everybody there knows that it's it's what it is. Uh, but they don't address it because Whoa. that sex cult brings them the best fruits and vegetables in, on the island. Whoa. Reminds me of the movie Wonderlust with Jennifer Aniston. I've never seen that film. I think it's a similar type of thing. Cool. She joined a sex cult? I Kind of, from what I remember. Like hippie-ish, so, like a hippie-ish fair. community. The only sex cult movie I remember seeing is Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I mean, it was nothing like that, so I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> That's madness. Yeah, so that was a wild experience. And then I came home and afterwards, and everybody was like, well, how's Vancouver? And that was, like, the thing I wanted to talk about the most, because that was, like, it was my favorite thing. Because despite the fact that it was terrifying, it was, like, probably the best indefinite hours of my it's life. It's a story, I no idea how long it was. It's a story. And it was also just super fucking cool. Like, it was the best I've ever eaten in my entire life. They were like, go in the garden, pick up some carrots, and you're just eating carrots while somebody's just naked in front of you. And you're like, this is a lovely place. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know if I would be comfortable there. Yeah. Not much of an expen- ex- ex- exhibitionist. Exhibitionist. Me, me you neither. Seem, but you seem like you are, because you said that you ran through the field naked. I was on a lot of mushrooms. That's true. Yeah. Do you, you wouldn't do that if you weren't? No. Not <laughs> a, no. Not at all. No. I used to... Mm. I stop. I used to get naked all the time as like a joke, like when I lived in the. <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> yeah, a fat guy gets naked. It's hilarious, kind of thing. So whenever we were having like our parties in university and stuff, I would always get super hammered, and then somebody would challenge me to like wrestling or something, and I really don't want to wrestle, so I'd get naked so that if he wrestles me, it makes him the weird one. Right. And so that was like my go-to tactic. But now, in a, as an adult, I would not want to be naked. No. Not in public. No, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, no. I'm ashamed of my body. <laughs> I love that you said it with a smile, though. <laughs> it's okay. I'm ashamed of your body as well. <laughs> <laughs> you look very handsome. You're like a bag of bones and inside of a, a person. A bag of bones inside of a person. <laughs> You're good. You're doing all right. I'm doing okay. <laughs> good. I actually, I feel more comfortable naked than with clothes on. Really? Yeah. I'm always uncomfortable, regardless, I think. Yeah. For the, yeah. For the most part. We're just a of bunch clothes. of uncomfortable people. A bunch of anxious people running through life, not knowing what the fuck I'm, we're doing. I'm feeling pretty good right now, though, if, that, I, if I'm being honest. That's, like, that's wild. So you said, okay, so when did you lose the weight? Because uh, you lost quite two, a bit. Yeah, so I lost... 2008 into 2009, I lost the first you lost, 60 you pounds. Lost 2008 pounds. 2008 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be. I used. To, I used to be a Ford F-150. Where we at the British casinos? Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
Anyways. <laughs> yes. Uh, I lost uh, 60 pounds in 28 to 29, or 2008 to 2009, and then I lost 90 pounds from 2009 to 2011. And how did you lose it? Eating disorder. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Surprise. Yeah. Oh. It was a, I started going to university. I was also poor. Um, and then I was like, I'll just smoke cigarettes and drink coffee and get through this. And then as I started losing weight, people were like, you look great. And I'm like, oh, that's you cool. You just didn't eat? This, yeah, just no, hardly. I ate a lot of cans of tuna. Okay. Um, peanut butter and bananas. Is I'm like making all notes here. I'm like, yep. okay, coffee, peanut cigarettes. Peanut butter, tuna. Coffee and cigarettes. Yeah, peanut, like I ate a bunch of bananas. Like you can get like three bucks of bananas for you for two days. I hate, I'm not advocating this. I hate that I way, feel hungry. Yeah. Like I, I feel like a, I could never be anorexic because I just, I'm yeah. always hungry. And it's hard for me not to give in to hunger. Yeah, that was my problem as well. And then you just like, I don't know, I smoke cigarettes because it stops you from being hungry oh mm-hmm. it does that yeah, and then you smoke weed it gives you the munchies so you chain smoke cigarettes to forget that you're hungry and then you just so it was going just it, it wasn't the healthiest way oh, it was yeah it was the least it healthy way it was bad yeah, but it was it was uh, it was validating so <laughs> there's that oh man that was, yes it was weird but you obviously like you lost it mm-hmm. and so did you did the confidence did confidence come instantly with that or no? No, like, it, was every... always, it was always weird. Was it? Um, yeah, people, it was just like, you realized, hey, this might not be a great thing to do because I was fainting all the time. Oh, And gosh. then everybody was just like, hey, you look great. What the fuck are you doing? And then everybody thought I was doing cocaine um, because I have, my anxiety kind of manifests in like Tourette's like, uh, so like my eyebrows twitch a lot and my jaw rolls. I've never done cocaine in my life, but I have... The mannerisms of someone who would. Right. It would, to people who don't know you, it would look like you did. I look like a cokehead, yeah. That's really? That's like a regular thing. Wow. Um, so everybody just thought I was doing drugs, and my dad being a cop was like, you doing drugs for sure? And I'm like, no, I promise. I'm not doing any. I'll do any drug test you want. You're just really anxious. I'm just, just, just real anxious, not eating. <laughs> and then uh, everybody was like, oh, well, if you're not doing drugs, good for you. You're looking great. Keep doing it. And I was like, all right, oh. I guess I'll keep doing it. And then it Whoa. just kept, <laughs> kept going down that wormhole. I'm gonna steal some of this. <laughs> yes. Sorry um, to damper. Do you guys want to be more a comedy water? podcast? No, I'm just gonna have a little bit of water because I have to drive sure? this to a show. Thank That's you. That's true. I have this other joint driving. ready for me as well. Um, it's just one shot, guys. I'm safe. That's insane. Yeah. So I'm not saying that anybody wants to lose weight. Do my thing because clearly not smart. Clearly not the However, best. However, if you want to smoke cigarettes to be pretty, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. <laughs> you won't. You won't get the craving for the pizza. So much. You still do. Yeah. <laughs> you still do. Well, I, yeah, weight loss is so tricky. But also, too, like, do you still, because I've heard when people lose weight that they still see themselves as bigger. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll. Like, because you're if not pe- at all. If people, if people give me compliments, I'm like, cool, thanks. Yeah. And my brain immediately goes to, like, what the fuck are they saying this right now? And that's kind of just, you my brain refuses to let me validate myself for anything that anybody says because growing up, everybody was like making fun of me and stuff. So I was like, those experiences can't be wrong. So these guys must be wrong. Whoa. That's a weird thing. I mean, it is, it does take a skill to take a compliment. Like, yeah, I feel like this is, I feel like this is an issue amongst comedians in particular. Mm -hmm. Like the ability to take a compliment when people are like, you had a really good set tonight. That's true. Like, like comedians have issues taking that. 
Absolutely, 100%. It's all, like, it's just, it's so fascinating to me, because it's like... Now that you say that, I'm, yeah, <laughs> absolutely right. 100%, but, like, I think it's, uh, Chris, like, always says, like, the good ones don't take compliments, because you're always wanting to strive to be better, like, make your craft better, like, be funnier, like, be the best. Yeah, but if you made me, like, a dope macaroni and hot dogs right now, and I'd eat it, and I was like, this amazing macaroni and hot dogs, you'd be like, fuck you, I can make a better macaroni and hot dog, you're gonna take the compliment. You go, thanks... And the next time you make macaroni and hot dogs, it'll be even better. And I'll still be like, what the fuck? Exactly. So I think it's not bad to validate people, even though they're, it might not have been their best thing to be like, hey, man, good job. Keep working at it. Good job. And the next time they'll want to do better. I yeah. would agree. As I would agree. Going. And I would also, I also think y'all should give yourselves more credit for what you do. I like giving other people credit. Good yeah. job, Kyle. Thank you. Because it, it takes a skill um, to get up on a stage and spew jokes out. Um I think I'm just dumb. <laughs> yeah. You can be brave or dumb. Either or. One or the other. So when you started comedy, did you do it consistent? Like, did you, were you consistent with it? Or did you do it and then stop and then do it and then, like... Or yeah, I've you... never... It was it was weird. It was like balls of the wall kind of started and then got my first show at High Life. And then I had to wait, like, a week before I could get on to another show because nobody else had seen me or anything like that. And then the next week after that, I did all of the mics in town except for what used to be Goofy Moose. Uh, So I did like Beerleys, I did The Local, I did Gus's, uh, Oasis, everything in one week and just ate shit for five days. Just, it was bomb. And then after that, um, I don't blame anyone for not putting me on regularly because I was dog shit. Um, So it was like just whenever I could and then I started working with a couple comics from here that were, like, smaller-time comics. And then we put out, like, smaller production shows uh, at Freeman's in Fairview and at Jacob's Lounge in Dartmouth. Nice. Um, so we kind of had, like, our little avenue with, like, regulars that would come in, and that kind of gave us a place to to workshop so that I could hopefully yeah. get onto the Halifax yeah, scenes sure. that were already established here. So it was like we were doing that, focusing on that, to try to get better to be able to make those guys like us right. and so it was kind of like a, a workshop thing that we 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 kind of started doing which was a lot of fun and then started doing as soon as they would let me do the shows i would say yes every time but i was still coming yeah. out every night like from the day that i started doing comedy i've went to every show Gosh. that i was around That's like so even when i'm not on because i just like comedy and just to like, just watch i love that yeah i love seeing other comic like comics mm-hmm. come out to just watch shows Mm-hmm. And, like it shows that you're interested and you like you're supportive of the scene and you're spo- and like everybody. there's nothing funner than you watch somebody do a joke and it might not be great and then the next time they do that joke it's more solid and they have new tags and you're like oh what that's yeah. awesome yeah. gets a bit and better then, each time yeah, exactly to, to watch that grow it's like if you have do you have any musician friends yeah sort of so you watch them and they're like I have this cool little riff and you're like that's fucking sweet and they play that riff for three weeks and you're like okay this. Is- <laughs> I think now. And then you come back two weeks later and they're like, check this whole song from start to end. And you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like doing that. And it's a comedy kind of. In a it's comedy the same aspect. kind of deal. And like slowly you get your, your voice and your style. Exactly. Kind of down. And and if you sound like Oasis, everybody hates you. It's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean the club. I meant the band. <laughs> I know what you mean. Oasis was fun. I miss that place. Um, Martin Edwards would not, would not agree with be. you about Oasis. He, they, he loves Oasis. Martin Edwards loves Oasis? I think so. The band? Yeah, he loves Oasis. Yeah. No. I feel like loves... you guys are fucking, this is a prank. No. He used to be like a cool punk kid. How would he like Oasis? I don't know. I hope he's there tonight. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> Immediately as I see him, just come in in the hug and I'm going to whisper, why do you like 
crisis. <laughs> I, I'm trying to picture Martin as a punk. Yeah, he used to be the bassist in a punk band, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, or like the guitar. Should I not be outing him or something? I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that that's... I don't know, I, no, I don't know I, if that's public I didn't know that he was in a band. I didn't know it was a punk band. Yeah, he was in a punk band, if I'm not mistaken. So did you say that you went through a goth phase? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, was, I was like, I wasn't goth. I was an emo kid. So you it was were like, emo? Oh, it was weird. Yeah, just like straight up the cartoon, the South Park emo kid is who I was in real life. Kind of stuff like the crazy bangs. I'd paint my fingernails. I'd wear skinny jeans, but I was still large at the time, so it was a disaster. Did you listen to emo no. music? Yeah, only. Really? No, I listened to emo music and like prog metal, which is even weirder. <sighs> yeah, it's just like if you if you're singing about being sad or a wizard, I'm down. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of how I I looked at it. And then, that's hilarious for me to think about because you don't seem it right now. At all. It, was, it took a lot of growing. Eyeliner and, and black did. nail polish. Yeah, my parents hated it. It was great. <laughs> we did that, and then it was like at the end time of emo, so like I was around for the entire MySpace generation kind of stuff. Were you on MySpace? Absolutely. So it was like that's kind of where that was all bred, and then we did that, and then when MySpace kind of started losing traction, everybody turned into from uh, emo kids to scene kids is what they were all scene referred to, kids. right? What were scene kids? So scene kids were the complete opposite of emo kids so it was like instead of being droopy and sad and paint everything in black and red we're gonna wear vibrant colors and be sad but try to be extroverted about it to be more annoying Interesting. <laughs> that sounds and about right that's, yeah and then you listen to like pop punk not like good like mxpx was like blink 182 pop punk but like shit pop punk about like, like newtown glory no, I like Newfound Glory. I like uh, Newfound Glory. I like Newfound Glory. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was a pop punker for sure. Yeah, I loved pop punk, but then you had like the subcategory of the same yes. way as like you have people that love metal, and then you have the people that are like Demu Borgir and Frost Fang. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Hail Satan, I guess. I don't know. Hail Satan. <laughs> yeah. God damn! I can't. I'm that... trying to picture. Do you have? Oh God! Like I just I'm try- trying to picture you as. An emo kid, it's crazy. Off air, I'll show you pictures. There's a Please few. There's me. a few of them that I haven't deleted just because I thought they were hilarious. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So I'll show you those after. So Vancouver, okay. and then you move back to New Brunswick, mm-hmm. and then so when did the crackhead roommates come in? Oh geez, that was before I left. That's why I left Halifax. The crackheads so, were in Halifax. Yeah, the crackheads happened here. What happened <laughs> here with this? So I was I was living in an apartment with another dude who was doing comedy, um, and he, for for lack of better terms, he he decided that um, nothing was important other than him doing Percocets so that he could do jokes about them, and then kind of let everything roll into of itself. Course. Yeah. And then, um, that's a story for offer that I'll tell you after. Anyway, so essentially my roommate just came up to me one day and was like, hey, yo, um, I'm taking off to New Brunswick. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll see you like, see you Monday. Cause it was like Friday. So I thought he was just like going home for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, he was like, no, like I'm not coming back. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he had packed his whole car up and he was just like, I'm moving out. What? And I was like, can't, can't do that. Can't just tell me you're moving out. Like two weeks from when rents do when being like see ya and that's exactly what he did so I got evicted from that place first place I've ever been in, like I was I'm a great tenant I was loud and smoked a lot of weed but like right. hey shit um, so I got evicted out of that place and I was living in my car for 
few weeks at least. That's brutal. Yeah. Just like going to shows. Like, where like, would you sleep? Like you'd park it and just sleep? Actually, I'm super grateful because a lot of the comics in Halifax started like stepping up and giving me places to sleep. Um, like I slept at Brendan Michaels a bunch. I slept at Richie's a bunch of times. Um, I slept ca- ca- anywhere where somebody was like, hey, I have a couch you can oh, crash on. Nice. So I did that and it was like, it was really cool because I was still new to comedy. It was within my first year of being here and everybody yeah. just being like, hey, you, I see that you actually need help. Come, I'm willing to do that for you. Come stay with And me. it kind of, yeah, it showed me like, it wasn't just a scene where everybody were colleagues, but everybody was trying to be friends and kind of, mm-hmm. I was like, I really liked it. And that's why I think Halifax has always been like my favorite place, despite all oh, the yeah. other scenes that I've seen. This yeah. is like the one that I miss the most. Because it's tight net. I, I love everyone here. Yeah. Like everyone here is a real person. Yeah. There's, there's very few, like, obviously there are comics here that are out of the, out of the realm of possibility that you could consider having a conversation with them and stuff like that. But for the most yeah. part everybody who's in the in the immediate scene is awesome and everybody's willing to talk to you and like even yeah. if they're having a grumpy day, you can still go up and be like, What's up, dude? And they'll be like, Hey man. Aww, and like still nice. be versus a lot of other places they don't like I got yelled at for talking to a dude before an open mic in Vancouver one time. I was like, Hey man, how are you? You wanna smoke? And he's like, Don't talk to me, I'm getting ready and I was like, Okay. It's like it's a little cool. too um Oversaturated? Would that be the word? Probably. There's a Probably lot of, yeah, maybe a similar lot of people. in Toronto, too. I've never been to Toronto, but I could only assume that's what yeah. it would be. Like, overwhelmed with com- just, comedians yeah. at all these shows. Like, like here, too you, many. here there's mics every night of the week. And you have five to seven comics, each doing incrementally larger sets. Sometimes ten. Sometimes ten. <laughs> <and> <laughs> incrementally larger sets. And... Um, that's kind of how everything is ran. So everybody gets a, a block of time to get better as opposed to you go to a big city and you have to sign up. So you show up super early, you put your name on a, on a piece of paper and that determines where you are. You're not, you're not messaging Martin or Andrew being like, Hey, can I get on Augustus Monday? And he's like, all right, you're second. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you can get ready. Right. There's no, none of that. There's no safety blank. There's no anybody being like, I want you to do well. So this is what's going on. They're like, here's the wolves. Go for it. So you put your name, and sometimes you're the 48th performer in a night doing three minutes. Holy shit. So you're just like, what? Like, one time I showed up, it was like my third week, and I sat outside that place just chain-smoking cigarettes for like three hours waiting to sign up because I didn't have much going on that day. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to get a good spot, and everything's going to be sweet. So I signed up, and I was 12th. And regulars just kept showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up. And then I was bumped, and I was like 29th at that point, and like most of the crowd left. And because three minutes says it's like you go up, you have time to bang out. Like I have a heart, uh, three minutes. You have like two, two jokes. Like I have yeah. like longer, longer. I have nothing like standalone. Like Kyle's a, a joke book of a person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in, you three, have in three jokes. in three minutes you could do like you nine just, sets. You <laughs> yeah, because you, you got a lot of like quick ones. Yeah, you have like a lot of like. If somebody's like, give me a joke, you have a lot of disposable stuff that you could just throw at them and it'd be a joke for... If, Which, somebody, if somebody walks up to me in the street and goes, tell me a joke, you're a comedian, I'm like... Ah. How much time do you got? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah, I'm going to have a smoke. We'll yeah. have to talk for a while first. I have that to get you to so like me first. Three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not a long time. No, so it's just like... And then nobody gets to know each other because you do your three minutes and you run to another place to do another three minutes. Like, nobody hangs out. Nobody... Really, they, like tiny, tiny, tiny communities of. Are you expected to stay for the whole stuff. show when you do mics like that? No, everybody pieces. Yeah, so that's the thing. So like, you show up, uh, you show up, you bring me and Kyle. You're doing your set, your ninth, and when you leave, me and Kyle leave with you. 
Right? right, so the audience that's there at the beginning, you have a huge audience, show starting up. There's 50 people out there. Aren't you excited about all the comics? 40 comics outside are like, yeah. And then you get to 10, 12, and there's four, five, six people still inside, and you're just like, oh my god. Holy and then towards sucks. the end, you have like some dude's grandma and a girlfriend that's pissed off at her at her boyfriend. Yeah, and then that's all that's there. So they're just like, get this fucking over oh, with. You're up there talking about sex cults, and nobody likes it. <laughs> it's not appreciated. Mm-hmm. That's why I miss this place. And like Aww. New Brunswick, I have to drive everywhere. So like, yeah. last week I did 1,300 kilometers to do shows Holy during the week. We're so like, 1,300 kilometers? Yeah, because Moncton only has health yeah. in English comedy, um, which has a show Saturday, and it has a show sometimes Thursday. Um, Friday is always trivia, and Sunday is always karaoke. Um, so there's two shows every week. Um, but I'm not always on them, right? Because that right. would be arrogant and annoying for everybody that was there if I was there all the time. So I go up. I do my 7 for 7 show, which is the show that I organize. What's Okay, so explain 7. I always hear people talking about the 7 cool. for 7 show. What is yeah. this? It's like it's like What's my that? baby. It's like okay. it's, it's the one thing in life that I feel accomplished with right oh, now. Oh, tell us all about it. Cool. Um, it's my monthly show that I put on at Hell's. It's the 10th. Uh, seven for seven that we've done was this month uh, last night yeah and um the way that it works is i figured what do people what the, what do maritime maritimers like the most costco and i was like we'll do a costco version of a comedy show oh my where gosh. you get seven comics doing seven minutes for seven dollars so we called it for seven for seven so it's like oh! a it's like a bulk pack of comedians a couple of them you don't like them there's going to be a bunch more that get through kind of stuff so it's it's structured in a way so that even if somebody's not on their best performance that night, they're going to kind of blend in with everything that's going on. And overall, it's still going to be a good show. Right. So I always do seven comics. Um, and then I always have an eighth so that I can just have a balance. Because we always do an intermission. So four comics, intermission, four comics. In like a British style because everybody in Moncton smokes cigarettes because they hate being alive. Um, so you <laughs> have to give them a smoke break. Um, so we kind of do that. And then... It's we don't sell tickets for it, so it's show up at the door, first come, first serve, um, gets in. But because we did it that way, people were like, Can we please save us tickets? We're like, Nope, not a chance. First come, first serve, come on up. Um it started getting busier and busier and busier. And like last night we sold out seventy five people uh, twenty eight minutes after the doors opened, which was an hour and a half before showtime. So f- an hour and two minutes before showtime we had seventy five people in there getting drunk, ready to ready to go. Holy shit. Yeah, so I've done it 10 times, and they've sold out every time thus far, and they always get a little... Last month, or November was the quickest, 17 minutes to sell out, and which was, like, my mind was blown. Like, it made no sense. That so is it away. the fact that it's, like, it feels exclusive? Yeah, Hells has that vibe where you have a, a password to get in. So There's you, a password? Yeah. So, I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, there's a password every night. So depending on what the show is, they'll make a password based off the theme of the show. So like I think when Andrew Vaughn, um, Travis Lindsay, Dan Hendrickson, and Martin Edwards came down, I think the password was Big Cat that night. That's amazing. Because of Andrew. So you ring the doorbell and the door, the door guy comes up and he has this big beard and he's jacked and he's like, he looks like a dwarf from Lord of the Rings and he's like, what do you want? And you tell him and the password. And that's a real person? Yeah, Maddie. Um, and he's like, what? And then you're like, tell him the password and he's like, all right, come in. And he's like the nicest dude of all time. Like, he is the softest dude. But I he's know. scary looking. Like, I he, know. He's a, he, he could be a, a Street Fighter character. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. How do you get the password though? 
Like, how uh, do you follow us on Facebook and Instagram ah, at Hell's Basement Comedy Club? Hell's Basement. <laughs> Put it right here, Sarah. Yeah. So whatever the event is, they'll be the password. And that's um, awesome. We always use the password seven for seven for seven. Right. So the people who come regularly, they just kind of watch out for when it's going to be, and they always show up. So there's not a lot. Like there's. Every time we do it, I'd say 25% of them are reoccurring, that they show up to every 7 for 7. Yeah. But then every time, the 75% others of the other ones are like, my friends came last month, said it was great. So, like, word of mouth is kind of starting to spread through Moncton, and it's just like, yeah, it's been sold out every goddamn time. And it's like, it's it's the one thing that I'm super, super, super happy about. Oh, thank you. Good job. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so that's like... That's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm super pumped about it. Okay, back to Crackheads. (laughs) <laughs> we got off subject. How did that go? Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was living uh, I was living with a guy and he peaced and then I was kind of crashing with everyone. And then um, I found a place on Kijiji. And it was like this dope place in a dope apartment in a dope part of town. And I was like, that's Here awesome. Here in Halifax. Yeah, on, on Ogleville, Ogilvy, Ogl- Ogilvy? Ogilvy Street. Yep, I know exactly um, where that is. In those big towers. And I was okay. like, this is nice. And then, so I messaged the guy and I was like, hey, is it still available? And it was supposed like an hour before. And he's like, yeah, you're the first person to message me. Come see it. And I was like, this is perfect. So I show up and I meet the guy. Um, and he has to move to Toronto. Him and his girlfriend are moving to Toronto. And he's like, we live here, we have a roommate, he's staying, but we're leaving, so I'm going to sublet the apartment to you, and uh, we're getting out of here tomorrow, so you can move in tomorrow. And I was like, well, that's perfect, because I need to get my but shit out of another roommate? place. No, didn't meet the roommate. Oh, boy. So red I flag. Like, I'm an idiot. What can so I say? So many red flags, Brian. <laughs> I'm an idiot. That's who I am. So I'm not even going to ask your astrology sign. Oh, Libra. Uh, I actually don't know too much about Libras. We're idiots. <laughs> we're forgiving and we're idiots. Okay. So essentially, um, show up, yeah. move all of my stuff in, and a uh, buddy who lives there turns out super cool guy, he seems. Yeah. And I was like, that's sweet. Um, a little, it's weird a to little meet weird. someone as you're moving in to like, live together. Yeah. My stu- half like, of, half like nice my- to meet you. We're about to be... Like, life partners for a little bit. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I showed up and he was, like, a little off, but he was kind of cool at the same time. So I was like, we can get along. And then I started, I gave him a bunch of clothes that were, like, didn't fit me anymore. And he was, like, super excited about it. And then, (laughs) so I move all of my stuff in and I have to go to Goofy Moose. And uh, I take off and I go to Goofy Moose and I come home after the show is done. And I'm getting dressed. I'm getting undressed. And, in your room. Uh, yeah. A lady storms into the house. She starts screaming. She has two giant friends with her. And she's yelling and freaking out. And I come out of my room and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, what are you doing in my room? And I was like, this is <gasps> my room. I live here. Look at the contract on this sheet of loose leaf. And she's like, no, this is me and my boyfriend's room, blah, blah, blah. Turns out uh, he didn't leave to Toronto with his girlfriend. He waited for her to go to Cape Breton for a weekend and he fucked off without her. Shh. Shut up. So I'm living in her room. She had no idea she was going to come home to him being gone, let alone me being there. Holy shit. We threw out all of her things in the trash when I moved in because they were apparently gone to Toronto. So she hates me. She's freaking out. Everybody's losing their minds. And uh, they were like, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to go? And I'm trying to be a problem solver. So I was like, why don't you just sleep on the floor? Oh, my God. 
which realistically wasn't the smartest idea. However, that's that's the option I was going with at the time. So I left and I went to Goofy Moose and I was visibly having a panic attack. Like everything was or everything was fucking crazy. And then that night, um, I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, shit, smells fucking weird. What's going on? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I walk out of my room and there's smoking crack just actively petting my cat. And I'm like, ah, don't touch the cat. So I'm like, grab my cat and I bring him back to my room and I'm just like losing my mind. And I'm like, this is the reality. This is so fucking crazy. And then the next day I'm talking to my roommate and I'm like, yo, dude, I'm sorry, but I don't know who these people are and they can't stay here because she used to live here like... Can you not, like, he seemed to be friendly, friendly with them because he'd lived with them before. And so I was like, can you ask him to leave? And he was like, okay, fine. He asked them to leave, and then they get mad because my roommate owes them money. <clears throat> so I'm sitting here just like, what the fuck's going on? The crackheads are trying to get me to cash checks for them that they stole. Oh, my god! And I'm like, I can't do that. They're like, oh, just put it in your account and just transfer me the money. It'll be good. And I'm like, no, they're going to freeze my bank. I was like, no, no, they won't. They won't. You'll be good. And I was like, oh, I can't do this for sure. So it was like really stressful. And then it got to a point where we were just like, you need to leave because the crackheads started beating up my roommates. And no. My roommate. And then I was like, I can't have this happen. So he kicked them out and they left. And then I come home one day. I'm just in the kitchen grabbing a glass of water and my roommate opens the door because the crackhead's standing outside and he tackles them and they start fighting in my bedroom on the ground and they're getting up and they're throwing each other around i go outside i'm like i'm going for a smoke fuck this my peace i leave they fight through the door of the guy who lives across the hall and land in his apartment so he freaks out and he calls the police the crackheads run to the apartment Grabs the Apple TV that's plugged to the TV, rips it out of the TV, the TV collapses, and he pieces. The police show up, they grab him, they grab the Apple TV back, they give it to me. He sends me, the crackhead sends me a message on Facebook that night, he goes, Hey man, really sorry about what happened today. Next time I steal something, I'll message you to see if it's yours before I sell it. Oh my god! And I was like, how about... How about you just don't? How about you don't steal? And he's like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna not steal." And I was like, "Okay." Do these people seem that's... like? Do they look sketchy? Yeah, oh, 100. Yeah, I wouldn't talk to them in a grocery store, but I live with them at this point, so I have to be friendly. What? They loved me because I was. I'd make them laugh, and like whenever one of them was having a bad trip, he used to be a lobster fisherman. So the way that I got him to like calm down when he was freaking out because he was too high was I would pull the couch away from the wall. Um, and we would sit on there, and I'd get him to teach me how he would reel lobster traps in from the boat. And he oh would just be gosh. there, and he'd just be, like, reeling an invisible line, and would call him down. And I was like, man, that's super cool. I'm glad that you, I'm glad you had the experience to do that. And he would, like, calm down. And then so he liked me to the point where, like, I moved out of there, and he'd call me for, like, weeks after, being like, what's going on, man? You want to hang out? I'm like, nope, don't want to hang out at all. Please stop. Holy shitballs. Yeah. Dude. And then. And how did you deal like, you said that you just kind of went over a smoke, but, like, how did you react to all that chaos? Like, Perpetual anxiety you? attack. I got like, I got like, tested for hepatitis, like, four times. Did you, you did you just kind of shut, like, were you in shock a bit when all that was going down? Like, all the fighting and... You knew me then. I don't know what I was like. Ha ha ha. Trying to think of what, what, this is 2018? This would have been 2017. 2017, maybe 2018. I don't know how I don't know if I was any different. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. if I was acting differently. I definitely felt differently. Everything was crazy. 
and yeah. I was having anxiety. But like, it was comforting as well because I would show up and I would tell the stories to everyone, and like, um, I would drive. Like, I remember one night we were driving. I was driving Andrew Vaughn, Martin Edwards, and Travis Lindsay, and I'm telling them the story. And Travis just goes, pull the car over. And he sits down and he goes, is this real? And I'm like, yeah. And then everybody just started laughing. And I was like, oh, this is funny. Wow. It's almost like, like life just throws craziness at you. Yeah. Life is like, this guy can take it. I can't let's take give it. This, like, let's give how much can he coat? take before he breaks? <laughs> it's pretty much how it is, I think. Holy shit. Yeah, so you just kind of have to learn to deal with it. Yeah. Then you've had a life. I can't remember what happened. Some, I can't remember what happened exactly, but something was like... They say it was the last... Oh, I found I found needles in my roommate's cupboards, and I was like, I gotta leave. So I left all of my stuff behind, and uh, I moved back into my car with my cat. You left um, your stuff behind? Yeah, I lost everything I owned when I left the Crackhead's house. I, I'm still seeing stuff on Halifax Buy and Sell that he's selling of my things. Just being like, here's a dresser, here's a bag, Were you just bag, not attached a... to the stuff, or were you just so panicked that you had to get out of there? What good is stuff when you have hepatitis? <laughs> yeah, true. So, like, I'm a germaphobe as well, so I was, like, I was losing my mind. I was, like, if I touch a soap or, like, if I touch a knife that he cooked a steak with and he cut himself sometime, can I catch hepatitis? So, I, like, I started freaking out and, like, losing my mind and, like, I was distraught constantly. So, I was, like, I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. And so, then I hopped back into my, my, my car life. Car and life. And then I was, like, this is no life for a cat. So, uh, a really good friend of mine was a fucking sweetheart and took my cat for the time being while I didn't have a place to live and stuff. And I started couch surfing again, did that for a little bit. I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, but things weren't going that great because of <laughs> the, the, the crackhead chaos and all that stuff. She was like, why don't you invite me to sleep over? And I'm like, because there's crackheads fist fighting in my living room. She's like, I'm not afraid. I was like, you weigh 90 pounds. Like, he'll beat him with you. Like, what the fuck are you just so like, it wasn't great. So then I wasn't allowed to sleep there. So I went back to couch surfing. And then... Um, my girlfriend finally was just like, this is too much. We need to break up. So I bought a ticket to Vancouver that night. And I took off the next day. Whoa. Yeah. So Two you days really later, do I bounce took, when I things bought. fuck up, eh? Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I don't need to be here anymore. I'm living in my car. I'm unemployed because my roommate before leaving got me fired from my job for suspected terrorism. It was dumb. What? Oh, I, yeah. yeah. How are we just getting to suspected terrorism? My fucking roommate at the time was an idiot. And uh, we we always joke about, like, going on vacation to crazy places. And because, like, we, we were super in, original in watching Vice documentaries and shit, I guess. And we were like, we should go to North Korea. That'd be funny. And then, like, he got super into it. Like, it went more than a joke. So, like, he bought a North Korean flag and put it on our living room wall. And wow. would have a North Korean pin on his jackets. And then he started going to work and Googling crazy stuff on his work computer. Like... Uh, how to get into North Korea, how to uh, open a bank account in North Korea, how oh. ca- can you buy a car in Ukraine, traveling uh, from Ukraine to Jordan, uh, Syria, current state, like stuff like that. Um, Holy shit. So he got pulled into an office and uh, they were essentially just like, yo, we need you to talk to this lady. And then they sit him in a room and he's talking to a lady from Boston from the Department of National Defense being like, why are you Googling this? And they had to go through the entire thing and he had to explain to her like, this is just funny for me. And she's like, you work for a big bank and you're Googling this stuff. What the fuck's going on? Wow. Um, so after the the thing happened, he obviously got canned. They fired him. And I was still working there. Um, but they didn't know we lived together or whatever. 
And um, so he <laughs> gets fired, obviously, and then starts telling the story on stage. But we were super new to comedy, so, like, no idea how to organize jokes, structure jokes, do anything. So he was just yeah. giving, talking about how he got fired for suspected terrorism. And people are sitting there like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? Like, like there's no joke. It's just him talking about his life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah this. <laughs> and, and the big punchline was uh, jokes on them. Um, they fired me, but my roommate still lives there. And if I'm an ISIS, he's definitely an ISIS. Whoa. Holy All of my coworkers shit. were there that night when he did that joke. So he did that joke at the local, and my boss and a bunch of colleagues were sitting in the back of the room. And then so and when he got it. off stage, the host took him off and was like, all right, now I guess we'll bring up his roommate. Oh, my God. And brought me up with the prefix of that was his closer. And they're bringing me up with that. And I got up on stage, and I looked back, and they were all sitting there just, like, staring at me. And I was like, hmm. So I went to work the next day. Shit. They brought me into an office. My, I remember, like, I'll never forget this. My boss, I've never been fired from a job before. It's um, really quite like. It's scary. It is um, scary, I was yeah. just working away, and she came up. She's like, tapped my shoulder. She's like, you need to talk right now. And I was like, okay, just let me lock my computer. She's like, you're not allowed to touch your computer. And I was like, what? She's like, you're not allowed to touch your computer. And I was like, okay. Bring me into the office. We talk about just a bunch of stuff. And I was like, this is all crazy stuff. And they were like, are you sending packages to people? Because I had access to, um, like, financial, like, people's financial information. And they were like, are you sending this to other people? And I'm like, no. Right. And they were like, you're sending information to people that you shouldn't be. And I was like, I'm not sending anything to anyone. I hardly do my job. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm here listening to podcasts, just trying to have a good time. Like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Like, I hated the job. And she was like, you need to, you need to go, you're under investigation, and it'll be, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about investigating? I've never done anything. Like, the weirdest thing I've Googled is, like, how fast can a giraffe run, or, like, stuff like, like, nothing harmful. So, they're like, you need to go, you're being investigated, please don't touch anything, um, get out of the front door. So, I left, and I didn't have time. Did you get walked out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, two security guards I was were waiting fired from for me. the call me. center. Same thing happened. Yeah? yeah? Were they waiting outside of the door for you? No, but they walked me right out. Yeah, it was so fucking crazy. It makes you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it really I does. Like a, I felt like a pimp. I was like, fuck you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it. it was awful. I was super embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked out of the building, and I didn't have the time to go from my front door to my car, and they called me to, to, to fire me. And I was like, that was a long investigation. They were like, we've seen everything we needed to see. Click. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened right now. Somebody else made a bad joke, and I got fired. Were you pissed at your, like... No, I was more pissed at the situation. Like, how? why would you fire somebody for somebody else's thing? Like, right. I, I could write a poem right now about something that... Something that, something that your friends wouldn't suspectedly. like. And then if they get mad at you for a poem that I wrote about you, that's stupid. Yeah. So I wasn't more so mad at him at that point. It was kind of, like, the best thing at the time that could have happened, because I got fired, and then I went on EI... And then, so I just got paid to try to learn how to do comedy. That's so actually, like, you know what? That's a It was great, the best thing that could have happened. That's, you make such a good point. Like, yeah. turning EI into something positive and, like, really... Yeah. So the universe was down. like, essentially the universe was like, hey, a bunch of shit, been st- like, a bunch of stuff is awful. Here's, have have a little bit of fun. So for awesome. the next, for the next eight months, I just collected EI, went to every open mic that I could, just did that. I would sit at... Um, Humanity Cafe all day trying to write jokes and yeah. go eat bags of dicks all night <laughs> for the first it was too long. Well, it's paying in, off uh, now. 
I, yeah, I, I, it feels pretty cool. There's like, there I, I'm getting weird opportunities that I probably shouldn't be getting at this point. Um, and people are just like, here, but it's kind of always a challenge. Like, if you're asking me to do it, I'm going to say yes and I'm going to try my best. And God, it, it kinda, it kinda, it's, it's been working out for, for the best. It's hard I to guess, fight imposter point. syndrome, though. Yeah, that's I, the I thing. feel like we all kind of have it in a way. Like, yeah, they'll be like, uh, do you are we do... ready? Like, yeah. are, am I good enough? Like, yeah. do this show, and you're like, why are you asking thing. this other person? Yeah, that's always what my brain goes to is like, why isn't this person getting the? It's because what from what I've learned, like interviewing comedians, it's like everybody is pretty insecure. Yeah, you Everyone, have to be, right? Though. Yeah, for sure. On every single we're level, we're asking people to like us. We're going even, up there and be like, like me. Because <laughs> even the person that you see as the top. Yeah. Has insecurities. Kyle's more of a bottom, but all right. <laughs> but yeah, I see what you mean. On it. Like, it's it's just everybody is insecure and everyone has the end goal of, like, they just yeah. want to do comedy well and be good at it. And yeah. um, What about for a question for both of you? Okay. Yeah. We're going to close it out soon because we got to get to snacks. What time is it? Oh, jeez. We're getting there. so fun. Um, comedy goals. Do either of you have any comedy goals over the next, let's say, a year? Next no, year, not year. Not year. I'd say... Or short, more shorter term. Yes. <clears throat> Within the next year, I'm going to kill Tony. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to LA just to try to get on Kill Tony with my buddy. He bought me a plane ticket for Christmas. So that's like, that's my goal for this year, is try to get on Kill Tony. Amazing. That's like the, the biggest goal that I got right now. That's pretty crazy. Might just do more out-of-town shows. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do some more out-of-town shows. Come to LA. Yeah, you should. You do. Yeah. That's also doable. Yours yeah. is doable. I'm very lucky. I'm, yeah, I got a crazy cool Christmas present, and I'm very fortunate. Like you just it wouldn't happen otherwise. To LA with like a date on it, or it's a tentative date, so we get to pick it, and it really? goes as long as it's within the range of round trip price. Yep. Whoa! Yeah, what does your friend do? Is he single? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> I'll set you up. I'll set you up. He's dope. He Please set works, me up. He works for a marketing agency. Oh, interesting. That's he's maybe, also a comedian, so he's coming that's, with me. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's him and I trying to get on Kill Tony. If one of us gets on, it's a successful trip. That would be really fun. <laughs> I'm very fortunate as well for having friends in L.A. because I went to school in Fredericton, and a bunch of my friends who graduated from engineering are now working in L.A. doing a bunch of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, like a couple of them are working. Um, I guess one of them is working on the metro system in LA right now so oh, he's like you can stay with me when you come up so like I'm that's going the to best LA way to travel a, yeah exactly find a friend like find yeah. a friend that lives somewhere cool mm-hmm. and just be like hey it's been a while yeah <laughs> I've been super lucky can I stay with you always having friends everywhere yeah like, they're, they're scattered amongst so it's like super fun you seem like you have a lot of friends I get that impression I like people yeah, yeah I get the important. impression that like no one's like my biggest enemy is Brian Otter one person you have one enemy <laughs> yeah I have at least two you have two enemies? Yeah, here in Halifax. Ooh. Like, are these both adult enemies, or is there one adult from, like, children? Adult really? enemies. Hmm. Is this recent? Yeah. Oh, shit. I know exactly who <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay. Now I'm curious. Yeah. I'm not going to uh, ask we'll you talk on off my, We'll okay, talk cool. off mic. I have one enemy, and I don't even care. I'm indifferent about this person, but they don't like me no more. There you go. Um, well, that's the best way to do it. If you're indifferent about them and they hate you, that's on them. They're going to have to carry that negativity throughout their yeah. life. If you, if you stay indifferent, you're good. Yeah. Because you don't care. There's too much going on in my world for me to worry about what's going on with yours if you don't like me. But I, I desperately want everybody to like me. Which oh, is me why too. I'm doing that. That's a, like I'm trying to get as like, all of my friends. Yeah, I like that mentality a lot. 
Yeah. yeah, it's important. I don't know. There's if the people around you are feel better about themselves, they'll be more positive, and then you'll have a more positive experience in general. So True. if you're sitting, if you're in a cafe and you're miserable and you're sitting there and you're like, mm, and the person beside you is like, oh, fuck, this, this person fucking miserable. So they're not going to be uh, jubilant or excited or whatever. They're just going to be sitting there like, okay, well, fuck. Versus if you're sitting there and you're just smiling, just looking at your phone, fucking looking at whatever. You can be looking at the right. fact that somebody died in a helicopter like, uh, crash. Um, but, oh, just yeah, play, yeah. but just still just be like, look like you want to be there. People around you are going to get more comfortable. Pause. Shut yeah, because like when I'm at a cafe and I'm looking at the uh, milfhunter.com on Pornhub, <laughs> Milf and I, Hunter. you find her on there, and I uh, I start uh, jerking off. Eventually, everyone's gonna start jerking off. I would, in solidarity, because we're mm. friends. <laughs> I do that for you. Just Have you ever done that? Group masturbation. Hmm. Or what? <laughs> yeah, have you ever done that? No. You've never played on sports teams? <laughs> the thing they do, there's like stand around circle, come on a book on a cookie or something, eat it. Guys are gross. I've never played sports. So I, I imagine know that's the what thing it's they like did. That. Yeah, exactly. I was a fat kid. I was fortunate. I didn't have to do any of that weird shit. <laughs> no. They didn't want me on my sports team or in the circle jerk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Were you an athlete? Do you not look like a gymnast? <laughs> Did you play any high school sports or anything? I played soccer, oh, but not like sense. not not in a crazy way. What do you mean? Like like just like extracurricular, like oh, okay, yeah, cool. All right, just like I a coached at one point. I coached uh, little kids. That's fucking cool. Yeah, but like, how old were they? Uh, no idea. Young, like the, I I'm really bad. You were so involved. I'm, <laughs> I've repressed, like, memories from, like, high school, junior high. Fair. Because a lot of people remember stuff, and I'm like, I don't remember shit. Really? From that time. They're all burned in there. I can't get rid of them. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's burned right in there. What time are we supposed to get to sneak? Oh, yeah. Let's let's end her. Yeah. We are... D I just feel like I could talk to you for another two hours. This like, has been super fun. Holy Thank you so shit. much for you, having you me. You have so many stories fun. and shit. That's yeah. madness. Yeah, there's a lot going on, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, but it's fun. That's kind of why I like doing this because I get to great. tell stories and people are like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "You guys don't deal with this shit." Well, you gotta come back. You gotta I would come love back. To. Yeah, I'd love Brian to. Otter Part Two. That would be come fun. Back. I would love that. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank it's you, Kyle, for joining thank us. You. Hey, no worries. And we're gonna go to Snuggly Wigglies, hosted by. Ian Robbie and Ian, either or double feature film, baby. Yeah. Every Sunday at Snigly Wigglies. Thank you for having me. This has been super fun. And this is all very rad. What you do is dope. Oh, bitch. Okay, and where can people find you and follow you? And Oh, Instagram. Uh, definitely not otter. That's the story for next definitely time. Definitely not otter. Yes. Periods instead of spaces. Periods, no spaces. Yeah, because if you're astro otter, you're going to get a lot of wieners. <laughs> and Kyle is at Kyle Barnett <laughs> Comedy Dum Dum. Oh, beauty. And Hell's Basement is on Instagram, I believe. Instagram and Facebook. If you're in Moncton, come hang out. It's a fucking sweet place. And even if you're not, travel to this place because I hear great things. Yes, please. I'd love to see you there. I hope to I'll go. Give you a big hug at some I'm point. A I wish you all the best. You, I think you're you. you're on to things. I appreciate you're that. fucking you. on to things, and it's and fun. it's just so rad to see all of you guys like do cool stuff. It's do cool. really like it's. it's I just love coming it. back and seeing everybody here doing. 
cool stuff. And like, you and Brandon doing your yeah. own show like made me so fucking happy. And then Jim doing the show with um, with Jack. Jack, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yes, um, I've met him twice. I really like him. I have Jack to meet Power, him a couple yeah. times for the name too. Uh, he's a super cool dude, but their fucking show together, super cool. Their logo, um, their fucking marketing, for just yeah. using your faces and cartooning them, sticks out every time. You're just scrolling in. It's like such a good, it's great. good poster for a comedy yeah. show. It's bitchin'. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. It's keep being amazing. This is awesome. Oh, thanks, man. And you get to do, you guys both can do the honors. Do you want to do it together? Yeah. Yes. Put, and well, get you, can a come, ring. you come in too. This has been a team. Oh, Kyle, you ruined it! You gotta wait for Ryan. You selfish. <laughs> you, you wait for others. You gotta go at the same time. Kyle's a come first, ask questions later kind of guy. <laughs> You're joining in on this as well. Okay. Thing. This is a team fucking One, effort. Two, this has been a fun one. Love you guys. Peace out. Let's get this next.